This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. The toll-free number for you, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Joining you here tonight, it's Ian. And Jason. And Luther. Coming up, we will uh, have for you an Occupy update. Uh, There's been a lot of news in the various different Occupy movements around the country uh, over the weekend, and we'll share some of that with you. But to uh, start things out here tonight, we actually have uh, a special guest that wanted to get on to kind of get a little deeper into the product, one of the products we've been talking about on this uh, this program for the last couple of weeks, and that's WiseFoodStorage.com. Now, we actually have uh, Danny on the line here, uh, Danny Erickson from WiseFoodStorage. Uh, good evening. Do we have you there, Danny? Let me make sure. Actually, your phone is potted down. There we go. You should be there now. Oh, how you guys doing? Sorry about that. Hey, no, it wasn't your fault. Uh, so thanks for uh, for coming on here tonight. We, we've been talking about wisefoodstorage.com. I've had the chance to uh, to actually sample the product. I had the, the savory stroganoff, and I thought it was pretty good. I mean, we're talking about products that are designed to stay on a shelf for up to 25 years uh, in some cases, which is, is pretty impressive. Yep. Yeah, that's one thing that uh, I think uh, customers love about our product is it lasts a long time. You can buy it today and kind of treat it like an investment. It's going to last, uh, put it in your in your basement or on a shelf, and it's going to last you a heck of a long time. And, and yeah, the food tastes, uh, we think it tastes pretty darn good, uh, especially for uh, food storage and how easy it is to prepare. Right. And I'm no, I mean, Luther can tell you I'm not uh, a whiz bang when it comes to the kitchen. So He has trouble making toast. <laughs> so boiling water, I can handle that. And then, you know, pouring it into a bag and letting it sit there, that's not a problem at all. So it's a pretty, it's been a pretty simple process uh, using the food. Yeah. But what I mean, is, one thing that's kind of unique about our product is that, you know, boiling, like you mentioned, boiling water works great, um, but uh, we use uh, some unique ingredients where cold water actually will rehydrate our meals, too. So really? we wanted to make it a true emergency product for people, and who knows if you're going to have the luxury of heat in, right. a, in a circumstance. And so, yeah, uh, it just takes a little longer with cold water, but you definitely uh, will have a meal with either hot or cold water. Well, that's good to know. I was actually curious about that. You know, what do you do if you can't boil water? And, and that's, that's, that's yeah. excellent. So, so tonight, um, you know, we were going to talk. I guess you had, you and Mark have been trading emails, and this is the one night per week yeah. that uh, that Mark has off. And I've been kind of following along here, and and I noticed that uh, you were referencing a story about some sort of a disaster that happened, not even in this country, and how that affected uh, the food supply with your company. Did I get that right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, Mark mentioned, you know, talking about a little bit about disruptions in food um, sources and whatnot. And we, we experienced some of that back in March when the tsunamis hit in Japan. And, and even though it wasn't something that hit here domestically, um, what happened was it created a shortage over here. And a lot of Americans may or may not know that, but we went from being able to ship product, you know, within a week of when an order was uh, placed to about 10 weeks. And that happened literally overnight. And a lot wow. of that was just based on the fact that everybody got cautious about their food storage and, and thought, hey, I better be prepared. And so it's one of those things that it, it doesn't have to happen in your backyard to create some of the panic that causes food shortages. And we, we you know, we noticed that with the tsunamis in Japan. And, and when anything happens overseas or in, you know, in the States, we see that. And, and we've had to make a lot of adjustments to keep up with the demands, which is great, but you never know what, what can hit. And so it's better to be prepared when when you can get the product versus trying to get it when uh, you know the disaster hits. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got to be prepared in advance. Now, were those orders coming mostly from the United States that uh, just they just a bunch of people yeah. figured, "Oh crap, I better get my stuff together and you know get get prepared." Exactly. 
that's that's basically exactly what happened. I think a little bit of panic set in, and people started thinking, "Man, you know, if something happened like that here. I'm not prepared." Most people we find, you know, end up having two to three days worth of food on hand is all, and and we we really think, gosh, I think most people are going to feel kind of silly if something does happen, and we prepare for so many things in our life, and we spend money on different insurances, and you know, we have the opportunity to get food that's going to last a long time, and. And I think a lot of people would feel kind of silly if they didn't have a little bit of that stored versus some of the other things that we spend our money on for insurance and, and whatnot. And so, yeah, it caused a little bit of a of a, a panic, and, and people got on board, and, and it really hasn't slowed down ever since. So what I'm uh, looking at here is uh, wisefoodstorage.com, looking at the cost to you know to get something going here, and it's not yeah. unaffordable for people. Uh, you know, the the uh, the, the two hundred and forty serving package is. You know, four hundred fifty bucks. That's less than two dollars right. per serving to have food that literally yeah. can stay on a shelf for up to twenty five years. Is that right? That's exactly right. You know, we we try to make it really affordable. Um, with Wise Company, you're dealing right with the manufacturer, and so we're able to pass along some of those savings. Um, you know, that that other company, companies aren't able to do because they relabel uh, other companies' product, and so we we try to pass those costs on. In fact, the cost per serving even decreases more the more product that you get. So if you know if you and your brother or your other family want to go in and get something, you end up buying a bigger package. You even save more where prices can get down to as low as a dollar fifty per sure, serving on sure. certain packages. So right, you can do like a like a co op buy, or if you've you've got a big exactly. family or something like that. Uh, I mean, you've got a twelve month supply here, something like forty three hundred uh, servings. You literally yep. probably get a pallet full of food uh, and distribute that as yeah. uh, as necessary. Pretty close, and and right now, you know, we have some great offers and, and promotions. We're doing free shipping, and so you can take an order. And if if you know somebody lives in Minnesota and someone lives in California, we'll ship it wherever you'd like at no cost. And wow, try to help that, that's great. I was actually I was curious about expenses. that too. Was you know what the shipping deal was on this, and so the shipping prices are included. Is that you said that's a special thing? So what is it? How limited time that's is a that? Promotion we're running. Exactly. That's a promotion we're running right now. Uh, we'll do free shipping on on any order uh, uh, domestically right now and uh, to help people take advantage of that. And, and a lot of people are doing this for gift-giving. Parents are buying for their kids who might not be in a position to get stocked up, and, and it works really well this time of year to, to help uh, families save a little bit extra by paying and, their shipping. And if you want to save a few extra bucks, you can also use discount code FTL, as in Free Talk Live. You'll save an extra 10%, right. which you really yep, can't beat it. Will. So and, and on the bigger packages, that that goes a long way. You end up saving, you know, nine hundred thousand dollars. So it's a it's a pretty significant discount right now. Yeah, it's a great uh, that's a great opportunity, I think. And you know, I'm looking at this here. I've I've tried some of the product already. I'm going to try some more here probably uh, over the next week. And uh, it it's been pleasing to me. And I can imagine that if you're hungry, it'll be even better. Uh, I I have to say that I enjoyed it. I you know I put some in the fridge. I couldn't eat it all because uh, they're fairly big portions. And you know I ate some the next yeah. day. So uh, Danny, yeah, thanks. They are pretty, they, Thanks for coming on tonight. Is there anything else you wanted to, to cover this evening? Well, I just wanted to let some of your listeners know, one thing that, that Wise Company does, it's a little bit unique, um, you know, from other food storages. We package everything in a four-serving Mylar pouch, and that's really important because what it does is allows um, families to just eat a little bit at a time instead of breaking into a big bag or a big can that has 20 or 30 servings and, and having that food go to waste. Wise Company packages uniquely to give it a long shelf life and also enable you to, so if there's only two or three of you, you can have stroganoff for dinner tonight and you can have you know, teriyaki and rice the next night without having to eat the same thing every day for a week. And that's mm. one of the big reasons, uh, besides affordability, that people really love our product. 
Smart stuff. Danny, I know we're going to probably have you back on in the future to talk about some more aspects of uh, wise food storage because it's really important. I mean, I can tell you up here in uh, New England, I'm from Florida originally. The power goes out in Florida. It's not the end of the world. Uh, but up here, if it's the middle of uh, winter and you yeah. have no power. If the power's out, that means that the yeah. roads are probably covered in snow. Right. So you're, yeah. you may not even be able to get to the store if there is any food on the shelves uh, in the store. So this, exactly. this stuff can really come in handy, even if it's for short term, you know, a few weeks. You, you can pick up this uh, this one month supply here for you know 450 bucks plus 10 percent off with the coupon code FTL and you and your family you're set for several weeks just right there and if you want to go you know crazy and get a whole bunch of food you can do that too and get an even better discount yeah that's exactly right they can you can visit us at uh, wisefoodstores.com and, and request uh, a sample that way or you can call us at 855 foodwise and one of our representatives will, will take care of you yeah, I like that you brought that up too. Uh, the the free sample that's available to anybody who is is curious about this. They want to put it to the test uh, just to see if you know is, is Ian BSing you on the radio here? No, this is actually some decent food, uh, and you guys are willing yeah. to put your your money behind it and send out a free sample to anybody that wants one, right? Absolutely, absolutely. We send out thousands every month, and and we definitely, like you said, put our money where our mouth is, and and we have such a high satisfaction rate on those samples that uh, it, it just is a great way for for people to make sure that they're, they're going to like what they purchase from Wise. Danny, thanks for coming on uh, Free Talk Live tonight. Appreciate your time. Awesome. Thanks, guys. For Take it easy. Me. That's wisefoodstorage.com eight five five food wise. Use discount code FTL. Save yourself ten percent. Get free shipping as well. And if you don't, you know, don't just take our word for it. Try the food. Get the free sample. Uh, 855-FOODWISE. Our number here, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. The latest on the occupied movements. Looks like there was a crackdown over the weekend. It's Free Talk Live. The Ruger LC9. Compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP. Features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high visibility three dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at Ruger.com slash LC9. Toll-free number for you to take control of these airwaves is 1-855-453-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features on the site there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com features including our mobile site. If you've got a smartphone, you want quick access to our live streams and podcasts, just go to m, as in mobile.freetalklive.com. That's m.freetalklive.com. Dot com and Vaporsmiths. We've been talking about the e-cigarettes on this program for quite a while now. Great product. I use one myself, and I don't even smoke cigarettes. I just think it's just so much fun uh, to use. Hmm? Oh, I was going to say, sure, yeah. You don't have to be a cigarette smoker to enjoy these. I mean, yeah. and in fact, I think it's it's one way that non-smokers can enjoy something like this, you know, because they have all kinds of flavors. They even have non-nicotine ones, so... And it's uh, 
it's harmless, unlike the cigarettes. The non-nicotine ones are going to be coming soon. Oh, they're coming the soon. Zero, okay, the zero, my mistake. They're, they're going to be called Vaporsmith's Zeros, and oh. uh, they're they are in the process of being created or for market. They're going to be marketed soon, so we'll let you know when those are available. But yeah, you can get different levels, everything from ultralight to medium to high levels of uh, nicotine, mm-hmm. and uh, it's great stuff. Plus, it's cheap. A lot cheaper than smoking. If you're a pack-a-day smoker and you switch to Vaporsmiths, you're looking at saving $120 per month. They're 22,000 times healthier. And these things are going to save you not only money, but also the icky factor as well of just having that nasty smoke smell all over you, all over your clothes, all over your upholstery in the house. That's not a problem anymore with uh, with Vaporsmiths. So go to Vaporsmiths.com, get started with a purchase of 40 cartomizers, use coupon code FTL, and you're going to get a free starter kit, which means you'll get two Vaporizers. You get two e-cigarettes in the starter kit. So you get everything you need to get the ball rolling here. Get the charger, uh, and you get free shipping on orders of $60 or more. So call them at 855-2-GET-VAPOR, 855-2-GET-VAPOR, or go to Vaporsmiths.com. News out of uh, the Occupy protests around the world in Oakland. It appears that uh, they've been raided yet again. This happened uh, over the weekend. According to the story over at the San Francisco Chronicle SFGate.com, with the second raid of Occupy Oakland compound now complete, apparently Occupy is now considered a compound. Didn't it used to be that you had to have, like, you know, walls and gun turrets? Yeah, to so yeah some a, kind of fence it up. That's what I yeah. think of when I think of compound. compound right. Hmm. Some sort of a defensive uh, parameter. But no, they're calling it a compound, and uh, both sides, they say, in the month-long fight over the protest camp are settling in for what promises to be a protected standoff in the days to come. Many protesters evicted in this morning's peaceful roust by the police. How can that be peaceful? How, how can it be peaceful if uh, if they, because I saw... Another... They have some strange definitions of what peaceful is. You know, smoking pot, not peaceful. Busting heads, peaceful. According to the story here, apparently there were 32 people peacefully arrested. (laughs) Apparently it's peaceful now to take somebody away from their freedom and put them in a cage. Put them in handcuffs and cage them. they're They're doing it peacefully and respectably, Ian. Well, I can tell you that there are nicer ways to arrest people. I mean, that's that's true. You could beat someone as sure. you're arresting them. So subdue them and yeah. then and then handcuff them and take them away. You could taser them while they're handcuffed. You could shoot them in the back while they're handcuffed. So there yeah. are certainly more violent ways to mace them in the face while they're handcuffed. That too, yeah. So there's certainly much more in, invasive, violent ways to uh, to affect an arrest on somebody. But in no way, shape, or form is it ever peaceful to take somebody away from their freedom. Sorry, but it just goes to show you the the biases inherent in the uh, the mainstream media out there. Yeah, there, I mean, in a related story, there was a uh, photo on the front page of a newspaper. I forget which one, but it was one of the West Coast occupation stories where it, it was, I think, the day after the um, former Marine was shot in the head with the uh, gas canister. And mm. there were just. The one in the face where he shot him in the, like, right. right in the center of the face? Yeah, exactly. And there was just all kinds yeah. of. And then brutality. when people went to his help, they shot another one into the crowd. Right, a yep. flashbang grenade. And was that peaceful too? I wonder. Like, was it a peaceful? Uh, according to the mainstream media, because uh, their reporting of it, uh, one newspaper had this police officer petting a cat. That was the big photo <laughs> on the, the front page of the newspaper to uh, describe the activities wow. of the night prior. 
Police, uh, meanwhile, are looking to be more visible in the plaza as protesters have said they are coming back. Uh, many of the protesters evicted have vowed to reinstall their tents on Frankogawa Plaza in front of City Hall, and at least one major march to the plaza is planned for the late afternoon or evening of today. So that may be happening as we are speaking now. If you happen to be out in the Oakland area and you want to give us an update, feel free at 855-450-FREE. Uh, police say here that uh, at any demonstrations they plan to be visible, a striking change from the past when they often tried to stay out of sight. Ronald Jones, a lifelong Oakland resident who's been part of Occupy Oakland since its first day, says if the police take over the camp, we're going to reoccupy. Our objective is for them to keep spending money. We're not going to stop. Mayor Gene Kwan said the city was prepared to clear camps no matter how many times it took. She says, if you look across the country, we know that we may have to go and move the encampments again. This is an international and national movement. This is their tactic. So it sounds like both sides are settling in for what is going to perhaps be a protracted series of uh, engagements that will just continue until somebody breaks. Sure, sure. It's interesting that uh, she uh, cited this was an international movement, so... Uh, I guess was she on the side of like Hosni Mubarak and other uh, tyrants that were thrown out of power? I mean, <laughs> I mean, the people are not on her side. The people are occupying against them. According to the police chief, there will be a strong pl- uh, presence at the plaza twenty four seven. Uh, one of the, 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 the see the mayor said uh, for weeks we've been trying to meet with the organizers in a recent phone call with other city mayors. I realized I was probably the only mayor who didn't have a group of people from their encampment to talk to. Well, I wonder why they don't want to talk to you, lady. Maybe it's because you are intolerant and are cracking down on these people who, for all other intents and purposes, are just camping out. I mean, right. Why escalate it? You know, why make things worse? That's what happens when the police come in. I mean, we've seen that many times here in New Hampshire. Uh, Think about the the last Liberty Forum. There was the 420 uh, celebration. Mm -hmm. And it was fine until the cops came and then it turned ugly, didn't it? Yeah, that's right. Everything was was very peaceful and very happy, and then the cops decided to to, uh, to arrest a young man who happened to be one of the only black people uh, in attendance at uh, that particular day, and that really did stir things up. The cops ended up bringing out like as many cars as they possibly could. Basically, the whole Nashua PD uh, was they on, brought yeah. out the dog. Yeah, I'm surprised they weren't you know spraying spraying us with mace and tasering us. Oh, don't give many ideas, uh, Luther. <laughs> uh, Liberty Forum's coming up. That's right. Yep, I've already heard rumors about uh, what might be happening at the Liberty Forum. 855-450-FREE is the number here. Uh, This is uh, Boots Riley, who's a key organizer, said the raids haven't dampened the determination of the core protesters. He says, whatever they do, they're just going to make us keep going. They're in a lose-lose situation. We're putting out the idea that the working class can organize itself, can withhold its labor, and can cause them to have to deal with us. That idea is not going to go away by evicting this camp. Now, this is the radical uh, commie guy that I guess was behind organizing Occupy Oakland to go and occupy the port, uh, which we talked about a little while back. I don't support that uh, that kind of activity personally, and I'm involved with the Occupy Keene movement here in, in Keene, New Hampshire, and no one has thus far proposed any, you know, occupation of, of like private property like they did with this uh, this port, where they're getting in the way of people just trying to do shipping, people trying to move products to and for or to and fro. I, I find that really objectionable. I don't think that's what the movement should be about, but I'm not in charge, and then again, neither is Boots here. 855-450-FREE. The more liberty-minded people can get involved and occupy, the less likely this uh, you know kind of occupation will happen. More coming up, Free Talk Live. Do you want to take back control of your own money? Then take a look at Bitcoin. 
Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized anonymous internet currency, and it's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world. To learn more, visit weusecoins.org. Your dollars are going down. Learn more about Bitcoins at weusecoins.org. That's weusecoins.org. what you want just dial in toll free at 855-453 that number brought to you by SACL CAI 1-855-450-3733 now we were just telling you a few moments ago about the vaporizer from uh, the e-cigarette from vaporsmiths.com and Mark has something that uh, he's come up with for the holiday season Uh, it's going to be multiple contests that he's going to run over at the Free Talk Live Facebook page we're going to be giving away Vaporsmith's products. We're going to be giving away Toto Sacks. We'll be giving away LibertyStickers.com bumper sticker packages. Just stuff you can stick in your stocking or someone's stocking. Stocking stuff for giveaways at Facebook.FreeTalkLive.com. Just click the like button on our Facebook page and you'll be qualified. Uh, keep your eyes on the Free Talk Live Facebook. Look for an update where we'll be doing a giveaway. And Mark will be running these things from now until when he leaves for his Christmas vacation uh, that he takes with his family every single year. So you'll have several chances to win all kinds of prizes. Facebook.freetalklive.com. Head over there now, click the like button, and then keep your eyes open. And so uh, it's going to prompt you for something yeah he's just going to come up with uh you know some way to uh, to run a contest like you know maybe i think he's doing i i think he did one today but i'm not positive on that mm-hmm. uh where sometimes he'll ask people to come up with a number between one and a hundred or something like that or or the first person to respond or we'll come up with different ways or he'll come up with different ways to do it so cool. uh, facebook.freetalklive.com and probably hopefully i'll convince him to do it at different times of the day because different people are on facebook at, at different times mm-hmm. So that's a factor there, too. We're talking about the Occupy crackdown uh, happened out in Oakland. Now, Oakland is probably one of the more severe areas of occupation. And by that, I mean people doing things that I find some real disagreement with. Uh, Occupying the port, for instance, shutting it down uh, for several hours, I I think they did uh, a couple weeks back. And I was talking with an with an activist up here about it, and he was kind of for it. And I'm like, well, I don't I don't agree with that. I, I think it's one thing to to occupy a public place like a park, and a whole other thing to get in the way of people trying to do business. Mm-hmm. And it really just shows that uh, there's some differences between the Occupy movements around the country. I mean, it's not a surprise that the Occupy movement in California, or in this case in Oakland, has a more leftist leaning tinge. I mean, clearly the Occupy movement generally is is kind of a leftist movement, but some of them are more so than others. And the idea of just, we just need to stop all commerce is, I think, a terrible idea. What do they hope to achieve? Stick it to the man, I suppose. Yeah, they'll be ending uh, capitalism and all its evils. Right. Oh, just by shutting down the port. Okay. Well, it's the fifth largest port in America, mm-hmm. in Oakland, and so I mean that's a huge deal. And I was what I was pointing out to the gentleman that is of a mostly liberty mindset, but was for some reason supporting this. I said, if you're doing this for the poor people, because that's the idea, you know, the workers, you know, we're poor and you're the one percent, and we're going to screw you. Uh, if you're doing this for the poor people, then you're really going about it the wrong way. Because if you're shutting down the port, then that just means that those companies are 
they're going to have to do something else to get those products in. The products are going to be delayed. It likely is going to result in a, in a you know, rising cost of those products. And who's that going to hit the hardest? Poor people. Right. It's going to hit the poor people. Yeah, because if prices go up, a rich person, presumably, like somebody in the 1%, could afford it still. Right. But if prices no go up and you're like barely getting by or almost not getting by, you know, it's going to be harder for you to pay more for something that you need. Yeah, exactly right. So I said as, as, as much as you may not like Walmart, for instance, you're the biggest retailer in the world or America or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's all kinds of things that some of these folks that would likely be in Occupy Oakland would have a problem with when it comes to Walmart. But like it or not, a lot of poor people shop at Walmart. Yeah. They get their products there cheaper than in, in I, many other places. I do. I consider myself poor. Yeah. You know? You I, don't have a job. Yeah, exactly. I shop at Walmart. You know, it's great for me. It helps. I can stretch out my money better that way. You know, I can manage my finances better this way. I mean, thank you, Walmart, for helping me. Absolutely. Uh, look, Walmart, I've got my critiques about Walmart. I do. Like, oh, sure. You know, they, there are certain things that they do that I don't agree with. I mean, they've got, a, I think, a music censorship policy that I don't, that I don't agree with, if I'm recalling correctly. I, mean, uh, I, don't buy, I don't buy my music at Walmart, so I didn't know that. Sure, sure. I mean, I just, if I'm recalling correctly, that's the last time I heard it, and that was years ago. But they, they've got some policies that I disagree with. But ultimately, you know, the buying power of Walmart brings prices down. Yep. And sure, it'd be nice if we had a free marketplace where somebody could go and open up a competing department store. And it'd be nice if Walmart couldn't use the government to use, say, eminent domain mm-hmm. uh, to take land for their stores. But overall, the results of what Walmart does are positive results for the people that are in the, the most need of discounted products. And I said, well, look, if you want to help poor people out, figure out a way to get them the same stuff that Walmart gets them at a lower price. I don't know how you're going to do it. But if you can figure that out, that would be the best way to help poor people, not blockading a port and making it so the shipment of toothpaste or whatever can't get through to these folks. Right. So back to the story here from uh, San Francisco Chronicle, the uh, SF gate talking about the the folks being rounded up basically. Early this morning, uh, Oakland police came back into the Occupy Oakland encampment in front of City Hall at Francogal Plaza. They arrested 32 people. Police and city officials called for calm as some Occupy supporters headed for other encampments. Hundreds of law enforcement officers converged before dawn, which seems to be their practice. Uh, We've heard about different raids happening in different places. And always early, early morning hours, you know, 4 a.m. or so, Mm -hmm. they're coming in there and they're they're making arrests. Sure, when when most people are sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so they came in there, uh, hundreds of them converged on Tent City and dismantled the camp, led away protesters, made several do- dozens of arrests. By early afternoon, city workers had sprayed the ruined, muddy lawn and stone spread of the plaza with a cleaning solution. Police surrounded the plaza with metal barricades and officers, and only a few protesters were milling about. So I guess the idea on the police's part is to maintain a presence there now, which they didn't really have before. Mm with the intention of scaring off anyone that wants to come and, and set up a tent. So will they uh, will they keep at it? Will they have guards there 24-7 as they claim they're going to? And if that's the case, will that successfully keep away the Occupy protesters from this particular park? Are they occupying in just that one park or multiple parks? Well, it made it sound – the article makes it sound like there are other encampments elsewhere. Hmm. 
So I don't know how public those other encampments are, if they're just, you know, like a homeless camp in the woods somewhere mm-hmm. or if there's another park where uh, where this is going on. So where it'd be useful to have people who are on the ground in these areas to be able to report to us rather than us just have to rely on mainstream media sources to get uh, the right. information. Indeed. So the gentleman I was talking with the other day uh, was saying that apparently the, the one of the next steps for the, the movement, at least in New York City, is they're planning on occupying Wall Street as in like – blocking it, shutting it down completely, moving out of Zuccotti Park and just taking over Wall Street and making it so no one can do business there on that oh. particular day. Oh, just for a day. For uh, At least for a day, maybe longer. Uh, there's actually got some details on that particular story. We'll get to that here in a little bit. It's going to be November 17th, so three days from now is when that's uh, planned to happen. Let's talk to Michael listening in Wyoming. Michael, you're on Free Talk Live, the Inn, Jason, and Luther. Howdy. Hey, Michael. What's on your mind tonight? I was thinking about the Occupy movement and how it seems like a lot of people in it think that the answer to the problems of the world is the government fixing them. Mm. What they need to realize is that the cops macing them, clubbing them, and arresting them, the cops in that way doing that are the government in its purest form. Sure, but uh, the ultimate fantasy of uh, somebody who believes that the government can solve a problem is that, well, just put me in charge and then we'll make sure the cops behave. Well, that's what all politicians think. They're smarter than us. Right. And all you have to do is watch some of the interviews uh, that, uh, for instance, Adam Kokesh has put up on his channel over at YouTube slash, I believe it's slash Adam Kokesh, uh, just to kind of get a, a viewpoint into or a look into the mind of some of these folks. I mean, they may have some good intentions, but again, embracing the state is their solution, and that's because they believe they know how to fix it. They believe that they could be the ones, if they just put me in charge of everything, and I'll solve all the problems. Yeah, the only problem with government is that corporations are involved. Other than that, it would be the will of the people, right? Yeah, that's that's a really square attitude, and a lot of people have it who think they're really hip. I just think it's square. I think statism, I just say square, man, that's square. I think you're right on with that, uh, Michael. I think that's groovy. Appreciate your call. 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number, 1-855-450-3733. It's a great point. The state is the ultimate in squareness. 855-450-FREE. Do kids today even know what square is? I like that he phrased it like that. I don't think they do. There's more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. I'm a round pig. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Pure Life Water, helping you drink better and live better by providing a zero-calorie alternative to sugary drinks. Visit us at nestle-purelife.us. When kids are playing, they often don't want to stop to keep hydrated, so send them out with a bottle of water and encourage them to take frequent drink breaks or call them inside for a quick sip. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. 1-855-450-3733, especially if you are on the scene of any of the Occupy movements around the country. As uh, police cleared out Occupy Oakland this morning, 32 arrests were made, as the San Francisco Chronicle calls them. They were peaceful arrests. And I guess that means that the people that were being arrested decided not to fight their uh, their captors and their, their kidnappers. Because in my opinion, in my opinion, kidnapping, just not peaceful. 
As right. nice as your kidnappers might be, uh, you know, wh- whether they feed you or, you know, kind of take care of you while they're, you're in their custody. Doesn't make it right. Doesn't make it right, and it certainly is not peaceful. It takes someone away from their freedom. And the uh, the mayor in this case here, uh, sfgate.com, reporting on it here, claims that, well, they had, to, they had to move in now. It's been going on for a couple of months, and, and she says that she made this decision because the movement began to take a different path from the original movement. As though the mayor is out there on a regular basis in touch with these people and knows one thing about what this movement is. So she gets to decide you know, what path is correct, what path is incorrect, and if they take an incorrect path, then she gets to send the police department of Oakland in there and clear them out. She says, violence. Yeah, she says it was no longer about the abuses of the financial system or foreclosures or the unemployed. She claims that the encampment became a place where we had repeated violence. Violence and this week a murder. We had to bring the camp to an end before more people were hurt. Police violence. I uh, mean, a lot of these protests uh, started focusing their attention on police brutality, and so I can understand why she wouldn't want uh, people to mobilize around that. I wonder about that. In fact, I was looking up a little bit more information on the murder. She makes it sound like it happened right there. The claim is it was a shooting on the. Another news source claims it was on the edge of the Occupy encampment. So I don't know what exactly it means to be on the edge of this particular park in which uh, this, this it's taking place or was taking place uh, in Oakland. But inevitably, when you get a large group of people together, uh, especially if some sort of intoxicants are being used, as is likely the case on many occasions uh, at, this, at these places, likely you are going to have some sort of uh, tension between participants. You know, especially considering, I mean, we know that even here in the liberty movement, I've never seen a fist, anything go to fisticuffs, but certainly people don't get along. So, you know, you've got a large group of folks, inevitably there are going to be conflicts sure. uh, between people. But you would think that uh, you know, this organization would be able to handle conflicts internally and, and be able to de-escalate. I mean, they haven't turned into all-out brawls, so it seems to me that overall everything is going pretty smoothly, all right. things considered. Yeah, I mean, and there are people there that don't agree. I mean, I'm surprised. You know, it's not like Adam Kokesh has been uh, attacked while he's down there doing his interviews or what have you. I mean, so right. so obviously people don't want that there, you know, like uh, they're not there for that purpose, you know, to get to fighting. And like, I, I think only an instigator, uh, a plant of some kind would be down there to do that. That's the most likely case, I would say, that if you've got somebody fighting, I'd, I'd question their motivations in the first place. What what brought them down there in, uh, at all? But nonetheless, uh, the Occupy, the occupiers out in Oakland are not done. Uh, they're not going to allow this to rain on their parade, so to speak, just because they were outnumbered, and they were. There were hundreds of police that swarmed the park in the early morning hours. Uh, The story points out that the camp had dwindled in recent days from a maximum of 150 tents down to about 60 or 70, so they they were severely outnumbered. Uh, The bureaucrats here, one of them said that 32 people... that were arrested were arrested on suspicion of illegal lodging and remaining at the scene of a riot. Wow, that, those are bogus. What, a riot and what, illegal, what is it? Illegal it's sus- lodging? Suspicion of illegal lodging. So, not <laughs> just illegal unsure? lodging, but suspicion well, of it. Yeah, what, what does that have to mean, illegal lodging? Like, uh, You've set up a tent somewhere where the government hasn't given you permission to set up a tent. Right, right. I, I guess this all kind of comes back to the, uh, for me, like with this whole Occupy movement, you know, and the idea, as you mentioned earlier, that, oh, if 
if government without corporations, then it would just be the will of the people, right? But that's not the case. I mean, because supposedly if, if public land is owned by the people collectively, you should be able to just pitch a tent there. It shouldn't, there should be no such thing as illegal lodging unless you're on somebody else's property. Mm-hmm. Then it shouldn't that's be illegal. It, it should just be you're your messing with somebody else's property yeah. at yeah. that point. The First Amendment to U.S. Constitution is the you know, freedom to assemble. That's what, sure. That's what people are doing. They're just doing it for a very long time. I think, I think what cops and uh, district attorneys are doing is just looking for any way that, any way that they can pin some kind of you know pseudo crime on these people even if they all get dropped down the line i heard on i think it was uh, cbs radio news today that uh, there was i i don't know if it was knoxville but there's some southern city where they had like 50 some people in the occupy movement all had their charges dropped by a judge one day Hmm. recently because it's just too much they can't handle the caseload when sure. the Occupy people go in there, as they're going to in New York City, uh, you know, the, to occupy the courts to support their friends who've been arrested. And, of course, there have been hundreds of arrests in New York City over the last couple months. They brought some, they're going to bring like 60 people in on one day, and they're all going to go to trial. They, they've all got the message that uh, they should not take a plea deal, and they're not taking the plea deal, and the courts can't handle this. They're just not, they're not built to handle mass noncompliance. The system exists in its current form, because people go along to get along, because people take the plea deal. And as soon as that changes, the bureaucrats have no idea how to handle it. Yep. Because this, these prosecutors, they don't have enough prosecutors to prepare 60 cases at a time. They just don't have that, those resources. And so you, you're going to see probably all 30 of these charges dropped. But right. that doesn't matter because the cops know and the city people know that they can go in there with their hundreds of cops. The cops get all kind of overtime pay or whatever to go and you know get up at three in the morning or two or whenever they get up and get get all pumped up to go and raid the raid the, the hippies out of the park. Uh, so they get everybody in the city benefits. The, the the city workers get extra pay. The city you know gets the publicity of being you know tough on crime, cracking down on these uh, people in the park, and oh. You know, down the line, they're going to drop the charges, but they're not going to be liable for the arrests. Mm-hmm. The, the police aren't going to be held liable for going in and making 30-something false arrests. If, that's, if it's the case that those charges are dropped, in theory, those should be false arrests. But how do you hold them accountable for that? I've never seen it happen. Yeah, it's they they get away with so much. You know, it's, right. it's, it's a shame. But uh, it's great to see more and more people... Um, you, Getting to see the violence inherent in the system, seeing what law enforcement actually does because there's so many bad laws on the books and somebody has to enforce them. And so, you know, a lot of these people come into this occupation movement, you know, uh, really um, appreciating the state, wanting to use it for good. But, uh, you know, every decision that you make, um, a law enforcer, a judge, a prosecutor, they get to enforce it. And uh, it's not pretty. You know, that's a great point that a lot of these folks coming in are going to be exposed personally to the violence of the state now. And that hopefully will help them change their perspective on looking to the state as the solution for the problems that they correctly in many cases identified. Yeah, I mean, why would people want to fund this violence, you know, when it's perpetrated on their friends or neighbors or peaceful ally? Oh, well, we all have to pay our part, Jason. Our part. For police brutality and wars of aggression at home and abroad? You mean your fair share? Yeah, your fair share. No, it's for your protection, you know. If not, like, uh, without the government to protect you, who knows what could happen to you? I feel far less safe uh, knowing what the government is is doing with their bomb dropping. And 
I've seen too many people just get arrested for um, you know doing nothing wrong, just being peaceful. You would have no rights if it wasn't for the government, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, about a dozen members of clergy were actually arrested. In the thir- of the 32 people arrested, uh, about a dozen clergy members had sat down in front of an interfaith tent and were singing uh, We Shall Overcome, one of the, the freedom songs from many decades ago, uh, as they were taken into custody. The police chief, uh, of course, we've actually done some singing recently here in New Hampshire, uh, the Shire Choir, right. uh, recently at uh, at state liquor stores. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that here in a bit. Uh, there's a picture of that actually up over at freekeen.com if people want to see the latest iteration of the uh, the Shire Choir. But the, the police chief said the cops will remain at the plaza around the clock at least for the day to enforce the no lodging ordinance, which is uh, a different message than what the mayor said. She said there was going to be 24-7 uh, police presence. He then said the city might ask private agencies to provide security after that uh, without elaborating. And they brought police in from departments all around uh, California to make the crackdown today. However, one protester, Zachary Running Wolf, remains perched on a wooden pallet in a tree on the sidewalk of 14th Street. Others, uh, Andre Little, an artist, said he would move tonight to Snow Park, a different city park. But he vowed to return to the the main plaza, uh, the main destination. City officials had warned protesters at several smaller satellite camps, including uh, Snow Park, Jefferson Park, and Lafayette Square, that they were also subject to arrest. So it's certainly possible that they're going to continue the crackdown. Maybe tonight, maybe they'll visit another one of those parks. So we'll keep informed. There's more also to come here. Your thoughts certainly welcome. 855-450-FREE. Have you been on the inside of the Occupy movements? You're welcome to share your experience. Coming up, the occupiers of Wall Street are planning to shut down Wall Street entirely in three days. And apparently there's a counter-protest planned as well. It's free time. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program. We invite you to take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Joining you here tonight, it's Ian. And Jason. And Luther. Jason is joining us courtesy of his website, tally.tv, T-A-L-L-E-Y.tv. But that's not the only site uh, that you're promoting these days, Jason. I think it's finally time to announce the relaunch of free agents isn't that right well i was here um gosh i guess a couple of years ago when uh, we were doing motorhome diaries myself pete Aaron, um adama freeman right when you were traveling around the country meeting up with liberty lovers all over the place and uh, traveling in marv the mobile authority resistance vehicle right exactly and that's when uh, free agents actually got started with the uh, demise of bureaucrats when they decided to uh, hire somebody that supported mitt romney and a fair tax and things like that so a lot of people um started this new brand, uh, Free Agents, and I didn't have the time to uh, work on it at the time, but now I'm spending more time there. Uh, uh, I have more video content on our YouTube channel. Uh, it's fr33agents.com, 
And uh, we're going to provide more content there about uh, all the exciting things that uh, activists are up to and ways, uh, what we call the uh, front lines of freedom, how uh, people are spreading the word and um, actually trying to live free in an unfree world. Now, this is a um, free agents, fr33agents.com. This is a site that focuses, this is not just a New Hampshire thing. I mean, you're in New Hampshire, right. and, and that's good, but it's not your site per se. It's a bunch of different people that are behind this. Yeah, what's cool is that uh, people can join, so they have a member profile, and then they can be part of a group uh, for anything, whether it's jury nullification or people that are in a specific region um, or whatever the interest area is. And then that group can start a blog where they can um, post content to things. So I think this is going to really help people um, that are, for instance, in- incarcerated, like our friend Bo. You know, people should be able to go to a website, find out the latest updates about that person. Maybe they can chip in for a um, a legal defense fund or bail or, or something like that. And so this will help people get organized on their own and kind of provide them the tools. Is there a place where people can go to chip in, say, just to support uh, free agents or Tally TV? Yeah, sure. Um, on f- uh, fr33agents.com, on the front page, there's a, a widget for our free agents fund. And we hope to start giving out grants. We also want to pay people for um, providing good content uh, wherever they are in the world, just uh, however they're spreading the ideas of liberty and freedom, we want to hear about it. And so we want to incentivize uh, video content. But first, we have to raise money for that. So sure. um, I'm not sure how much we can do that now, but I'm providing a lot of the content. Um, and then Tally TV, I have a legal defense fund up because I'm facing a, uh, a trial in January for a recording in a courthouse, uh, contempt of court. So there's going to be expenses involved with that, so if people want to chip in, that would be most appreciated. Right, so you got arrested uh, when I was actually going to a habeas corpus hearing. I was being brought in from jail. I was you know, just looking forward to seeing people. I didn't think I was going to get anywhere with this habeas corpus mm-hmm. hearing. It was basically an excuse for me to have a little car ride uh, and get to see some friends while I was in jail. And it, it did serve that purpose, but I ended up seeing you before I saw anyone else because you were being held in a, a, a holding cell uh, down in the bowels of the, the Cheshire County Courthouse when I arrived. Yep. And You'd actually, already been arrested. Right. And I also got to see you at the corrections facility where we were both wearing orange at the time. I was not in the orange, oh, actually. Okay. You were. Oh, right. I was. I was a, I'm a, I was a sentenced offender. Uh-huh. You, you uh, had not been sentenced, so you get to wear the orange. But yeah. Uh, yeah, but you know, so folks can help you out with that because you're you've got your preparation right in front of you. Here. You're preparing <laughs> during some of the breaks here, uh, getting ready for trial coming up here in a, in a couple weeks. So I'd recommend that people go to tally.tv. And you said there's a chip in there for the right. legal defense, mm-hmm. and that's a PayPal thing, right? Right. Or they can use a credit card. Okay, perfect. So tally.tv. Send tally a few bucks. Help them out here because you're doing this alone. I mean, you're you're going. You don't you don't have enough money to hire a lawyer. You probably wouldn't anyway, right? Uh, you know, it, the thing is, the judge and the prosecutor, they're all members of this bar association, so I'm not sure why I'd want to get involved with that. Um, they're, they're, they're trying to push a lawyer on me. They gave me forms so I can give them my financial information if I can't um, hire or afford a lawyer on my own, but I don't want to give them that information. I mean, it's none of their business. So uh, Tally's going to be going up against this alone and needs all the, the support he can get. And one of the ways that you can support the activists here in New Hampshire, you hear a lot on this program about some of this, the stuff that happens here. And some of our listeners can find it frustrating that, oh, I can't get to New Hampshire yet, or, or maybe I want to go, but I, you know, it's going to be a few years down the road, or whatever, whatever the, their story is. 
you can always help with with funds. You can always help with dollars, and that um, it does a lot. It makes a big difference for people that are, you know, under the gun of the state to have people supporting them, even if they can't come to the trial, for instance. Yeah, money, or if anybody has any legal expertise, I certainly do not. Um, I, I don't read laws, and I'm not really all that interested in them. But um, if somebody wants to help out with that advice, I'd appreciate that as well. Tally.tv, uh, also some great video work there that folks can go and see, T-A-L-L-E-Y dot TV. 855-450-FREE is our number here. And, and Jason, you've been coming out to some of the uh, the Occupy Keen events. In fact, there's going to be a general assembly tomorrow. I think we're both uh, planning on, on being out at that. But luckily uh, here in Keene, you know, we haven't seen some of the same tactics that have been used around the country. We talked last hour about Occupy Oakland being cracked down upon by the cops there. Hundreds of police showing up in the early hours this morning to uh, to roust out uh, dozens of people, arresting 32 of them, charging them with, you know, nonsensical crimes like – what was it? Like a suspicion of illegal camping or something like and that. Riot. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, rioting. Uh, of course, they were you know, sleeping. Yeah, at four in the morning. Maybe rioting would be an appropriate term for what they were doing at the port. But uh, it, it seems like only law enforcement would show up and then instigate things for there to be any other type of riot. So, other Occupy news here for you uh, from Reuters. Protesters hope to shut down Wall Street this Thursday, the 17th, home to the New York Stock Exchange, by holding a street carnival to mark the two-month anniversary of their campaign against economic inequality. Protest organizers acknowledge that the day of action could be the group's most provocative yet and could lead to mass arrests and further strain relations with city authorities. Occupy Wall Street spokesman Ed Needham said, I think we're certainly going into this with our eyes wide open, but the march is to provoke ideas and discussion, not to provoke any violent reactions. He said, I think it's very very difficult to do a day of action and not expect some sort of reaction from the government people. The protesters plan to march to Wall Street from their camp headquarters in Zuccotti Park a couple blocks away and then spread out across the city's subway system to tell the stories of disenfranchised Americans. They will reconvene later on Thursday for a march across the Brooklyn Bridge. Last month, more than 700 people were arrested during a similar march across that bridge after some protesters sat on the pedestrian walkway and refused to move while others strayed into car lanes. One of the things I pointed out that, again, another tactic I'm not a big fan of is getting in the way of the 99 percent. I mean, if (laughs) if this is all about the 99 percent versus the 1 percent, meaning the 1 percent being the the people that hold all the power and money uh, in this country, I think they they tend to focus on the money. But I think it's also important to focus on the power uh, as well, because uh, the power mongers and – you know these these people that have billions upon billions of dollars at the disposal. They team up. They work together to keep things the, the status quo. So I think it's important to point that out. But the people that are going across the book, Brooklyn Bridge are mostly the ninety nine percent. They're people going to work. They're people co- trying to come home from work. And New York City traffic is bad enough as it is. Let alone to have a bunch of protesters standing in the way, backing things up even more so than you know they would normally be in in Brooklyn. Sure. Well, even in Keene, you uh, had people that, uh, what, like 20 or so people were in the streets for it was a brief amount of time, but they didn't see any problem with blocking traffic for a little bit, right? No, there were some people that did that here. And, and I you know, pointed out at a later meeting that I didn't think that that was a good tactic because you're inconveniencing the people that you're trying to affect, the people that you're trying to reach out to. to I mean, because ultimately the Occupy movements want to grow. 
You know, they don't want to stagnate and they don't want to disappear. So you have to get people involved. And one way to for sure not, uh, you know, to, to you upset people, they're not going to show up at your general assembly. Mm-hmm. They're not going to come out and become a part of a movement that has uh, gotten in the way of them trying to go visit their grandmother or something like that. Right. So I, I highly disagree with these tactics that are designed to stop people from you know, going about their daily tasks. I understand you want attention. I get that. But I can tell you the one time that uh, we had a, a, a march from the center of town in Keene all the way out to the police station during one of the 420 celebrations a couple of years ago, we all stayed on the sidewalk. But there were 50 people walking down the sidewalk. Plenty of people slowed down and looked over. I mean, you're going to get lots of attention just by simply having a large group of people doing something. More coming up, 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. My name is Jacob Hornberger. I'm president of the Future of Freedom Foundation, which Congressman Ron Paul awarded for having an outstanding freedom website. Write us at fff at fff.org, and we'll send you a free three-month subscription to our monthly journal of libertarian essays and our booklet, Economic Liberty in the Constitution, which George Mason University economics professor Walter Williams praised in a recent column. That's FFF at FFF.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial on in toll-free at 855-450-FREE, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site. They're totally free. Uh, features including archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. Go all the way back to late 2006. It's all free over at freetalklive.com. Coming up here in February, the 23rd through the 26th, you're going to want to join Free Talk Live and hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people for the 2012 Liberty Forum. All kinds of uh, special guest speakers will be in attendance, including John Lott, you know, the guy that wrote More Guns, Less Crime, this seminal um, report on uh, how it is that having guns you know relatively gun free or gun freedom oriented areas just deters crime that's uh, that guy's going to be there michael bolden from the 10th amendment center uh, will be in attendance as well i believe there was a, another announcement today but i'm spacing out on who it was you can go to freestateproject.org to get the latest on the liberty forum freestateproject.org slash liberty forum will actually get you there with uh, details on speakers and the cost of uh, the the hotel, uh, Joel Salatin is uh, is also going to be speaking there. Who is, uh, you know, he has he has written "You Can Farm: The Entrepreneur's Guide to Starting and Succeeding in a Farming Business." So lots of different topics uh, will be covered. And but most importantly, it's not about seeing speakers for me. For me, it's about being with other people who are of a like mindset. People who, when you're starting a conversation with them, you don't have to cover the liberty basics with these folks. They're already there. They, right. They're already yeah. On that, board. that makes a big difference. You know, you it makes it a lot easier to get to know people uh, in the area. I mean, just having that already you know done and over with and out of the way. I mean, if you want to argue the finer points after that, that's up to you. I personally don't, but like, you know, just being around those kind of people, it's so much easier to get to know somebody because you don't have to kind of hide your politics, worry about, you know, maybe offending them, you know, if it's somebody you want to get close to or what have you. I mean, it's all out on the table already. Oh, and I found out what the the new speaker was, and I'm really excited about this one. Uh, 
Jody Emery is going to be there. We've oh, had right. Jody on the show a number of times uh, in the past. She's the lovely wife and super activist uh, partner of Mark Emery, who's currently in a federal prison cell uh, for the horrible, dastardly crime of selling seeds, marijuana seeds, cannabis seeds to people all across the Internet. He's serving a five-year prison sentence in federal prison, and I think he's been in there a couple years now at, uh, at this point. So she'll be likely updating folks on, on Mark's status and I'm sure speaking to us about uh, legalizing cannabis and and other drugs because she is just uh, she is an amazing uh, activist and has been at it for for many many years and is really keeping uh, the cannabis culture movement going which is what Mark started yeah phenomenal uh, I mean that w- that was a big influence on me when I first started getting into Liberty was Mark Emery really? and his work yeah sure yeah I thought it was great that he just wasn't afraid you know to to like I I believe I read when he first started doing his activism you couldn't even buy a book about marijuana in, in uh, British Columbia mm. and like he just so he started selling books about it you know and, and information you know and just and getting he's made it out a there. huge impact yep. I mean, and and you're right it's he's a courageous guy he's he was willing to be the face of the marijuana movement essentially there are all kinds of people selling seeds on the internet but Mark Emery was the the one who was doing it. And saying this is what I'm doing, and and, mm-hmm. and coming out publicly and making a you know public persona. Around yeah, it's it. not like he has anything to hide in reality. Nothing. And... He certainly has nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. So yeah. his wife will be there, and that's awesome because she's awesome. I'm looking forward to meeting her. Yeah, I had a chance to meet uh, Jody and Mark uh, up in Canada when really? I was there for the uh, Liberty Summer Seminar. They're really great people. And you said that Emery is in a federal cage. He's in a, uh, yeah, you're right, a United States federal government cage, but he's a Canadian, mm-hmm. and the Canadian government extradited him to, right. to this country um, for the for just selling seeds. It's, it's crazy. It's outrageous, and he's a, he's a peaceful guy and uh, an advocate of civil disobedience. So the, uh, head on over to freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. You can get registered there. You get 10% off if you use discount code FTL2012. Get in early. Get the early bird discount price. You're looking at a, a full weekend convention, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, for under $200. And that includes the banquet dinners and lunches. And like You can't beat that price for a convention, period. Uh, the price is going to go up, though, at a certain point. I don't know when that date's going to be. So go to freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. Get registered now, and we're going to see you there because Free Talk Live, as always, will be broadcasting live every single night. So, And people might be able to see some excitement because last time there was a Liberty Forum, they had the big smoke out in the park. That's and- right. Multiple arrests. Cracked down by the National PD. It is possible that uh, people could show up at that park and maybe have some free Mark Emery signs or, or something like that. Damn right. It sounds like a good idea. So looking forward to that. 855-450-FREE is the number. We'll, we'll occupy the park with, uh, with some cannabis in, in Nashua. And, of course, we are talking about the Occupy movements. But coming up, Luther, you're going to explain a story about a teenage girl who solved a crime that the police couldn't crack. We'll explain how here in a moment. But uh, giving you an update out of Occupy Wall Street, where actually Michelle Seven has uh, taken a trip down there. Maybe we'll hear from her at some point this week. I've heard she's extending her, her stay. Uh, she had gone down to Occupy Wall Street street recently actually she's been a couple times now i think this may be her third visit to occupy wall street and i guess in a recent visit or her most recent visit she was talking about volunteerism with people the idea that humans should interact with one another on a consensual basis and that we don't need to have a monopoly on violence known as the state around uh, to do anything so she's bringing this idea to some of the folks at occupy wall street and according to her they're very open-minded to it well, the thing is, they should have this idea because that's exactly what they're doing in Zuccotti Park. 
They're, um, you know, they have uh, private systems to feed people, and people are building a community there. They're, uh, you know, governing themselves. Um, and but yet, you know, they're doing this. It seems so that they can, I don't know, have some kind of voice, and so government can eventually make this decision. But I say, occupy everything, and you know, make everything voluntary. And so, any outreach that Michelle does is much appreciated out there. Yep. So she's gone back down to bring the message of volunteerism back in there. She was invited to come back. Actually, so they they said bring some people down from New Hampshire, have them come talk to us. Uh, so I know that's that's one of the reasons she went back. Maybe we'll hear from her later this week. Uh, but uh, and maybe she'll stay there for what's happening on Thursday, where protesters are hoping to shut down Wall Street. A, a post on the movement's Facebook page said, "We will shut down Wall Street. We'll ring the people's bell and initiate a street carnival in which we will rebuild and celebrate the neighborhoods that the Wall Street economy has destroyed." The group promises a block party the one percent will never forget. Now, Mayor Michael Bloomberg, asked by reporters about the protesters' plan, said, The New York Stock Exchange will open on time. People will be able to get to work. You can rest assured. Oh, boy. So it looks like it's going to come to quite a possible conflict coming up on Thursday the 17th. We'll certainly keep you in the loop as uh, as that continues to develop. Also, other Occupy news from Occupy Philly at philly.com. Mayor Michael Nutter, gotta love that guy's name has cited growing public health and safety concerns, erratic communications with the movement's leaders, and the need to begin a $50 million construction project that Occupy Philly's City Hall in Kamen is blocking. Nutter ordered a stepped-up police presence at the five-week-old protest on Sunday. He stopped short of saying whether the city was consider- considering evicting protesters from Dilworth Plaza after group members voted Friday to not move their protest, but said he was weighing responses. I'm not getting into deadlines, he said. When we need to act, we will act. And if you know if he's been paying attention, and I know they're, they're all probably sharing information, these governments around the country, because they're using similar tactics when they take these people down, he knows he's, he can get rid of them if he wants to. He hasn't quite made the decision to do so, but is stepping up police presence in Philly. More coming up here, 855-453. It's Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. Take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind at 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. And joining you here in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Jason. And Luther. And you can join us on our website, of course, at freetalklive.com. Our bulletin board system there has been retooled the last month or so. Uh, to allow you to have more control over your posts. It used to be a problem with the Free Talk Live BBS that, uh, that was kind of a troll zone. People would come in and try to uh, derail different topics and post unrelated things. And for a long time, we tried an experiment where it was relatively unmoderated for a long time. And it just, uh, 
having an unmoderated forum combined with the anonymity of a forum just doesn't work out too well. And it just ended up being uh, a haven for trolls. So we now have more moderators. They have more leeway to use their moderator abilities. And you can moderate your own threads. So if somebody posts something as a reply to your thread that you don't like, you can just delete it. So that'll that'll probably keep the trolls in line because if they know they're they're gonna have they're gonna you know if they're gonna post something and just have it be deleted then they've wasted their time even posting it in the first place and it'll disincentivize them uh, from from doing that. So we've uh, made those changes. You can go if you haven't been to the BBS in a while. Go check it out over at bbs.freetalklive.com. Hopefully you'll see that it has uh, somewhat of a different uh, flavor than it uh, has in the past. bbs.freetalklive.com. Bitcoins. They're the world's first free market peer-to-peer digital cash. It can be used anywhere in the world without needing permission from any government or corporation. They can't be counterfeited or inflated, and now you can buy them with credit card or PayPal from MemoryDealers.com. They're offering physical Bitcoins you can actually hold in your hands, but of course can be transferred back into normal digital form at any time. They're great conversation starters and Christmas gifts, so be part of the currency that's transforming the world. Get your Bitcoins at MemoryDealers.com. That's MemoryDealers.com. So, coming up, the teenage girl that out-copped the cops. Uh, we'll uh, give you the details on that. But first, one more update on the Occupy movement. We actually haven't been covering them very much uh, recently, just because I haven't heard much uh, about them. But all of a sudden, the news came crashing in today. Occupy Oakland uh, has been uh, rousted by the cops. Philly, there may be a crackdown imminent there. Uh, Occupy New York or Occupy Wall Street is talking about taking over Wall Street and basically attempting to put a stop to anyone even going to do business there on Thursday this week. On the other side of the Occupy Wall Street movement, according to NBCNewYork.com, downtown residents and business owners are angry that their neighborhood, some of them are angry that their neighborhood has been occupied for two months by the Wall Street demonstration. They're staging their own protest, a protest of the protest as of uh, today, apparently, declaring that City Hall has let it get out of control. Angry over all-day drumming, people urinating and defecating on the streets, and verbal attacks from protesters, Organizers say they'll rally at City Hall on Monday to send officials a message. Lower Manhattan resident Linda Gertzman told NBC New York, laws are being violated and we simply want them enforced. (laughs) Be careful what you ask for. Yeah. Exasperated residents and businesses say they're pursuing all options, including lawsuits against the city, the mayor, and even the private company that owns Zuccotti Park, the encampment headquarters. Organizers of the anti-Occupy protest posted flyers downtown that say Mayor Bloomberg is helping them stay. The Occupy Wall Street movement began, of course, on uh, mid-September. It's been going on strong ever since then. Businesses have been complaining for weeks that the encampment is causing them to lose money. I wonder how that could be possible. Well, they're giving out free food at the occupation, so maybe fewer people are going to restaurants. Yeah. I hear people are just going to the um, occupation for their lunch break, picking up some food and then going back. Just to eat if, yeah. they're, if they're working in the area. Right. That would make sense. But on the other hand, they're getting that food from nearby restaurants. So the story was, and it, it mentions it here in this piece, that people who are around the country that can't make it to Occupy Wall Street mm-hmm. are picking up the phone and saying, yeah, I'd like to send 50 pizzas out to Zuccotti Park. Mm-hmm. And so the pizza dudes are getting all kinds of business from this. And I imagine Chinese takeout's probably doing fairly well as well. Uh, so some businesses are getting more business as a result of this, which kind of brings up an interesting question. If you're a business owner and 
you're dealing with this situation that is basically a you know this is a protest movement and protest movements can spring up at any point in any place that's allegedly public property this of course is private property it's zuccotti park but you know you can have a protest out on the street that's public or the sidewalk that's public and protesters could, in theory, interfere with the ability for people to get to a business. Maybe customers don't want to have to deal with seeing the protesters or possibly being heckled or, or something like that. Who knows what the customer's complaints are? It could be various different complaints. But do you have a right to have business come into your business? Like if you're used to having X amount of hundreds of dollars come in every single week or thousands of dollars or whatever come in every single week and having a protest out front of your business for a week straight kicks your income down by a few hundred bucks, is someone liable for that? Do you have the, you know, is there a, is there a liability? Is, can you take someone to court? That's what they're talking about doing here is taking the business that owns Zuccotti Park to court. It seems crazy to me. I mean, uh, I don't think you're entitled to that money just because, you know, normally you would be making this and maybe there's something going on that's putting a damper on your business. But then again, that happens all the time in restaurants, you know, like there could be a festival going on in the in the city, you know, mm-hmm. that will draw people away from your restaurant, you know, or there could be some some kind of crazy event going on at another restaurant that's awesome that's taking away from your business. It happens all the time in Great restaurants. Right, and no one's ever sued the uh, you know the Happy Fest or whatever is going on across town. Right, right, or their competitors. Like, can, can that? It's like saying that you can do this, that you can sue the protesters or whoever. You know, they want to sue the mayor too. I think they said. Yeah. Is, but it's like saying that you can sue your your competitor because they're taking business from you. Yeah, great point. So if I open a restaurant across the street from you and take away half your business, you didn't own those customers. Right. right? If your customers decide they'd rather go to Zuccotti Park and have themselves a free meal from whoever's handing out food that day, then that's your customer's choice. Yeah. And if it, if you're a business owner and you're not savvy enough to take advantage of the fact that there are people – Likely thousands of people coming through this area who are, as Michelle, I think it was Michelle pointed out that most of them were tourists, like a lot of people just kind of coming through to check out what's happening there. They're only a core group of people that are actually staying at the park. Hmm. There's another core group that kind of lives in the area and they'll come down from where they live to spend time in the park and occupy the park. But a lot of the people that are coming through there are just trans, you know, they're temporary. They're coming in, they're, they're kind of checking it out. They're staying for a while, talking to folks, and then they're leaving. So uh, you've got uh, new people coming through this area on a day-to-day basis. It would seem like a great time to advertise some specials and, you know, two-for-one or whatever. Get, you know, start handing out flyers to people. I mean, you've got potential customers there. I understand you can get free coffee at the park. I get that. But there must be a way to offer something that the park doesn't have, like, you well, know, free internet access or whatever. Or bathrooms. I mean, in order, that, to, yeah. in order to go into, like, the Burger King, because I was at uh, Zuccotti Park uh, for a week uh, you had to buy, make a purchase at Burger King in order to use their bathroom and several other restaurants around there. That's but, typical in big cities. It's mm-hmm. it's smart move. Oh, absolutely. But uh, I don't think that uh, this organization represents all businesses. Certainly not. When I was at uh, the occupation, there were people that had kind of like a planning session for, to incorporate the ideas of ending the Federal Reserve at the occupation. So we met in front of the Federal Reserve and a business owner um, – loaned an extension cord and he, like uh, we put it across the street from his business so that they could power up the uh, the live cam and so people are, are helpful that's 
my, been my experience, but I guess there would be some disgruntled business owners as well. Yeah, and that's that's goodwill. And if your if your attitude is negative in the first place, then it's likely that's gonna that's going to kind of spread out into the results. I mean, if you if your view of the protest is that it's a bad thing and you're going to be grumpy to somebody that looks like a protester coming in there, the word's going to spread. Hey, this guy's a you know a jerk that runs this particular coffee shop, and so don't go there. You don't want that word getting around to these folks because that really is going to hurt your business. But if you're doing things to step up and to uh, to show some level of solidarity with these people, whether or not you agree completely with their message, you know you could you could completely disagree with their message, but still give them a discount or something like that to get them in your door and do some business. There's yeah. business there. These people, some of them have money to spend. I don't know if all of them do, but some of them certainly do. Eight five five four fifty free. You can take control of these airwaves here. Bloomberg, uh, the mayor in this case has gone back and forth between criticizing Occupy Wall Street and defending it. Hmm. And uh, he says if you go one block away from the park, you would never even know it exists. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live at 855-450-FREE. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, the toll-free number for you to bring up what you want, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Hey, if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by going to amp.freetalklive.com and becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that $3 in, reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations around the country. Just added a brand new station actually Sunday night. I'll be sending out a notice about that here in a little bit. It's uh, WWNC in Asheville, North Carolina, which is a, a fairly big station. Uh, it's on it's 570 on the AM dial, which the lower you are on the AM dial, the more useful each watt is. So lower powered transmitters can go a lot farther. So this 5,000 watts covers a fairly sizable area. It's a, a big clear channel station there uh, in Asheville, and they're picking up the Sunday show. So the Free Talk Live AMP program makes that sort of thing possible. The AMP dollars that come in, go to promoting the show, doing industry advertising. Recently, it sent Mark and myself down to Dallas, Texas for a radio convention. We usually do a couple of conventions each year. It gives us the opportunity to go and schmooze with uh, the radio bigwigs. And now we've been going to these conventions for so long. We've been This is probably our sixth year, fifth or sixth year going to these things. Um, it's at uh, the Talkers one that we go to in the summertime. We usually get the chance to speak at the conventions, which is nice. This other one, we're, we're not quite on the speaker's roster yet, but we've still been around long enough to where the people that have been going to these know. They know who we are. And, of course, I'm so shameless. I'll uh, walk around with a Free Talk Live bowling shirt on at a, you know, one of their soirees. Have you ever been to 
a convention before, frequently have little nighttime party things where there's like an open bar, for instance, and uh, you know there are little hors d'oeuvres being passed around, and you know, people just chatting with uh, with one another. And so I'll walk around with the Free Talk Live bowling shirt on, which of course has Free Talk Live's logo just emblazoned hugely on the back of it, whereas mm-hmm. everybody else is in you know tuxedos or suits, and you know they're looking very sharp, and I'm walking around in that. So everybody knows <laughs> Free Talk Live is there, and. Uh, it's 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 working out well for us. In fact, there was apparently one of the attendees this year said there was a, a, some buzz about Free Talk Live at the event, which apparently had to do with me going to jail. So uh, that was a lot of the conversation. It, it gave people something to talk about right. uh, with uh, with me, which was nice. And so a lot of people asked about that, had a, had a lot of conversations about being in jail, what that was like. And so it was a great convention, and we wouldn't be able to go to these things if it weren't for the free talk live amplifiers for listeners like you getting behind the show for three bucks a month you get perks too like access to the amp only call in lines the amp only forum and podcast and more go and get the details over at amp.freetalklive.com so we go to the phones and the fun greg's on the line in atlanta greg you're on free talk live greg hello hey what's on your mind tonight you know, I accidentally dialed the wrong show. I thought this was our ratings review. <laughs> That's funny. We actually had that happen uh, last week. I guess they're using the the same number over there or something. I, I, maybe not. Maybe they're using a different number, but something's getting switched around in the phone system. Our network does. Uh, they produce various different shows, and some of them they produce at, uh, at the same time. I mean, if you want to talk to us, we'll talk to you. I think uh, Rob Redding's off the air at the moment. So, uh, so Free Talk Live's an open phone's uh, discussion, and we've been talking about the Occupy movement throughout the entire show tonight. Well, it was just something that was very interested, interesting to me. We had um, um, one of the talk show hosts from Atlanta, Georgia, um, you know, without calling names. I mean, you probably know who it was. He was a real big um, advocate for um, the Atlanta movement, and um, he said that he'd be the first one to go to jail for him, and he did, and he's going to give us updates on you know, what's happening with Occupy Atlanta on a daily basis. They was calling into a show. And um, all of a sudden, I haven't heard him say another word about it, period. He haven't mentioned it in uh, at least a week. And uh, he went to jail uh, with them, and he was just talking about, you know, um, his stance uh, with what they – I guess what they represent, and he was going to be an advocate with them, and he's going to inform us, keep us, um, you know, enlightened on their movements and what they were doing. And all of a sudden, I haven't heard another word uh, from him, and I just wondered, you know, what happened. Now, who who is this? Is it a local Atlanta talk host? Yes, uh, Derek Bozeman. Okay, so I'm not, I don't I'm not from Atlanta, so uh, the closest I've been to Atlanta was uh, was flying through there recently on my trip to uh, to Dallas. <laughs> Uh, so I'm not very familiar with him. What's uh, you know? What, is he like a morning show host? What's his What's his gig? Yes, he's a he's a, a afternoon show host. I guess he comes on from like what uh, four four to seven. Is he on WAOK on out there? Um, WAOK. Okay. Got it. So he said he was going to cover Occupy, the Occupy movement. He got arrested for it, and now he just hasn't really been covering it at all, is what you're saying? At all, period. I haven't heard another word. Now, have you tried to call his show and uh, you know call him out, ask him what's going on? I, I didn't because I didn't. I mean, he's a good guy and everything. I, I just assumed that maybe it was the, the, the radio station, uh, maybe... I don't like the term, you know, uh, put a muzzle on someone, but I was just thinking it was maybe his employers told him to cool it 
on the Occupy Atlanta. I mean, I just assumed that, and I, I didn't call him out on it. I mean, maybe I, I should have, but that's why I thought, you know, I was talking to Rob Redding. I thought I was calling his show because he know exactly who I'm talking about, and I was just curious, was that the case? Is that what happened? You know, that's uh, a good him, question. I don't know. Does Rob Redding based in Atlanta? I know that he does uh, Redding News Review, but it's a national show. Yeah, that's right. It's a national show. I don't think he's based in Atlanta. I okay. mean, for my call at him, it would have been, you know, like a first time call. Right. I don't know if Rob Redding would, would know any more than we do about what this guy is doing or what he's thinking. And, and the only way to know for sure is to call and ask. And if you're dealing with a local talk show, it's going to be easier to get through than, say, some national level show. Typically, <laughs> their phones tend to be busy, but that's certainly not always the case. Uh, on a local show, you know, call the call them up. Uh, you know, whether they, if they don't let you on the air, like if you can get through the phone screener and it's like an open phones area, because sometimes, see, not all talk shows are like Free Talk Live. Like we open the phones, we'll take we'll take calls from anybody about anything. Doesn't even matter. Like you weren't even listening to the show. We're talking to you, so uh, it doesn't matter to me who calls in what they're talking about. I, there's always something I think uh, interesting to to listen to and, and to say. But uh, a lot of shows are very, very restrictive on who they allow to call in. And I don't know. I've never heard his show, so I don't know if he does things that way. But that's kind of like the standard way to do talk radio is they take whatever the show host is talking about at the beginning of the hour and they kind of stretch it out across an entire hour. And if you're not on that one topic, they're not going to let you through. Do you know if he's do- he does one of those shows? No, he, you can call in uh, direct and, and talk with him. He, in other words, he, he does not have a call screen. Oh, really? Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, in that case, then there's no, you got nothing to lose. Uh, I mean, if you can get through, get put on hold, and get on the air, that would be the way to do it. And you know, maybe don't come at it from an accusatory sort of manner, just more of an inquisitive thing. Like, hey, hey, what happened? I thought you were going to be updating us on the Occupy movement, and and I've been listening every day, but I haven't heard. You know, or most all the time, I've been listening, and I just haven't heard it. Did I miss something? And you know, just kind of give him the open opportunity to explain himself. Well, that's the way that I will handle it, and it's, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Yeah, well, visit us online at freetalklive.com, and uh, I appreciate your call. Thank you, Greg. 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. That's always a, a fun uh sort of surprise here on this show when somebody calls in who doesn't mean to and yeah. ends up talking to us anyway i mean I, 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 that's something i really like about this show well it's it's been it's actually been a surprise recently especially because we had a phone number change so mm-hmm. for a long time we had a different number and the the uh the network that we're on the genesis communications network they do the behind the scenes stuff of getting us out to the radio stations uh, screening calls and things like that mm-hmm. uh we had the same number as every other show that was on the channel so for instance like the Alex Jones show. It's a fairly popular, kind of more conspiratorial show. Right. Uh, Alex Jones was on the same phone number. And Alex Jones runs his show 24 hours like we do at freetalklive.com. We have Free Talk Live on a 24-hour loop. So whenever you listen listen to our audio streams, you'll always hear the latest show. Well, he did, did the same thing. And so if one of the Alex Jones listeners was listening to Alex Jones' stream during our time slot, not mm-hmm. realizing he was not live, picked up the phone and calls in, we'd get them on hold to talk to us, and then you'd get all kinds of silly nonsense, like people calling us Alex. They're, just, they're, just like, right, they're not right. even paying attention. Uh, we well, haven't had that problem since sure. switching Sure, they'd phones. say something like, you know, oh, I was just listening, and you guys were talking about this, uh, you know, the New World Order, lizard Jews, whatever. Right. 
Yeah. And we weren't at all. Right, exactly. Um, but the folks that have called, this has happened twice now. This is only twice since we've had the new phone number because Genesis uh, purchased a, a vanity number just for Free Talk Live. And so now we don't share the phone number with anybody. But somehow, I didn't think we were sharing the phone number with anybody. I don't know if Rob Rennig is one of their <laughs> other shows, uh, has our number because that's now the second time that one of his listeners has uh, given us a call and the second time from that same radio station to be AOK, uh, down in Atlanta. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. The last guy that called, at the end of his call, he said he said he was going to call, uh, or I, I think he called back, and he told the phone screener he was going to call the station and ask him to put Free Talk Live on. So it oh, really wow, cool. worked out pretty well. Uh, more coming up here. Hour three is next. Luther's going to tell us about a teenage girl who outfoxed the cops, meaning she solved the crime when they couldn't. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. You know that cigarettes will kill you. You've been thinking about giving the e-cigarette a try? There is a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Well, listen to this offer from Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month. So you already start being richer, feeling healthier, and smelling better. What more could you want? How about a free starter kit? Just purchase 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Free shipping on orders of $60 or more. 855-2-GET-VAPOR or go to Vaporsmiths.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Joining you here tonight, it's Ian. Jason. And Luther. We invite you over to our website at freetalklive.com. Those other talk show hosts in the business, they want to charge you for their sites. Most of them do. Five, six, seven, eight bucks a month. We do it for free. So you can go over and download archives and get interactive with our other listeners. Uh, you can actually control the content of the site uh, simply by submitting different show prep items. So you find something online that you think is interesting, you submit it as show prep over at freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live, uh, you know, you will actually then be able to, it'll come up on the site, you will then be able to vote as to whether or not you like or dislike the various different news items and videos or blog posts that might be posted there. And the most voted up will be pushed up to the front and the top of the website. So it's basically a social bookmarking site for our listeners. And I think you'll find it enjoyable and free, of course, over at freetalklive.com. Luther, tell me about this uh, cop that was outfoxed by a 12-year-old girl or the police being outfoxed by the uh, 12-year-old girl. All right. This comes from ABC News in Atlanta. A 12-year-old amateur sleuth beat police at their own game by cracking the case of who ransacked her late great-grandmother's home last month. Jessica Maple honed her detective skills at a junior district attorney camp in Atlanta this summer, sponsored by the Fulton County DA's office. Police told Jessica and her mother, Stephanie, that whoever robbed the home would uh, have had to have entered with a key since such large items were stolen and there, was no, there were no signs of forced entry. But, curious 12-year-old, the curious 12-year-old, excuse me, knew something wasn't right. Her parents... We're the only two people who had keys. She asked her mother to take her to investigate Jeez. a few days later. At age 12, you don't have your own key? No, this was to her great-grandmother's house, oh, I not see. her house. Sorry. Yeah. So she went to investigate, and I went to the side of the house and looked at the garage. The windows were broken. There were fingerprints on the glass. Everything was ramshackled. There were clothes everywhere. So, so the police completely missed this uh, crucial evidence that there had actually been a break-in. Right. 
Right. <laughs> oh, there's no signs of uh, a break-in. Oh, did you check all around the house? Because nope. a broken window kind of <laughs> sticks out to me. Apparently, they just walked in the front door, glanced around, and uh, made a report. Yeah. I went to the side of the house. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, um, not only did Jessica find a crucial clue police missed, but she took it one step further by visiting a pawn shop down the street. Nice job. Sure enough, she found her great-grandmother's furniture for sale. Wow. <laughs> they weren't thinking, she said, of the robbers. They put everything in the same shop. The Apparently pawn- the cops weren't thinking either. I yeah. know. Because like, how hard is- would it be? Like, if something's stolen, like, that's one of the first places I would think. Standard was- investigation is to yeah, check pawn shops. The pawn shop. But what's their incentive? There really isn't one Nothing. for them. They're going to get paid regardless of yep. a, a crime that's solved or not. Right. Yeah, and, and that's not really what they're about. They're more about people, catching people in the act, which is easier to check to catch somebody with pot because it stinks um, than it is to catch a burglar in the act because burglars will usually make sure no cops are around before they burglarize. But burglary is a real legitimate crime. Yes, it is. As opposed to victimless crime like pot. Yeah, and, and sending cops after stuff like pot or... Uh, speeding tickets, in my opinion, or seatbelt laws, if you happen to have one in the state you live in, or going after arresting people for not paying taxes, all this stuff, deters from stopping real crime, which is what they're supposedly hired to do. Because they're too busy doing piddly stuff. Yeah, yeah. The easy stuff, basically. The fundraising stuff. Yeah. Because they're not making money on uh, catching the crooks nope. that are stealing things. Right. But they are making money from the war on drugs with their federal grants. And oh, whatnot. yeah. And they're, if you know if these cases go to court, they get found guilty around here. It's hundreds of dollars in fines yeah. and get caught with pot. Or if you catch a drug dealer with all his money, they usually just take that. That's right. Yeah. So. Uh, wow. Way to go on her part. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the pawn shop manager told her uh, that he knew of one of the guys uh, well because he frequently brought items in. Mm. Uh, He even had copies of both men's picture identifications. Busted. Jessica called the investigator assigned to the case. He was like, you beat me to this stuff. And I was like, I did your job again. Oh, (laughs) snap. Snap. (laughs) The gutsy crime-fighting preteen accompanied by her mother then went, uh, uh, went to one robber's home and confronted him. We went up to him wow. and I asked him why he did it, Jessica said. At first he denied it, but then he confessed. Fulton County District Attorney Paul Howard told ABC News he was proud of Jessica. It was incredible. She was so bright and such and had such a great personality. Wait a minute. How come he's not saying, you know, citizens shouldn't take the law into their own hands. You need to leave this to the professionals. This little girl could have gotten hurt. These people are crazy. I, I'm surprised that she didn't, uh, you know... And that's kind of what I was thinking, that that usually would be the response. Yeah, sure, that usually is the response. Especially like a 12-year-old girl going to a robber's house, you know, and yeah. confronting him about it. That could be dangerous. I'm sure she went with her, her mother. Right, that's what it said. But even so, you, you could yeah, be dealing exactly. with some crazed meth head or something like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. who knows why he stole, you know, and he might be desperate, desperate enough not to get caught. Right. So, uh, it was, was pretty brave of her. That's pretty much the rest of it. Um Wow, so she she uncovered evidence that the police missed. Obvious evidence. Oh, wow. Obvious I'm sorry. Evidence. Actually, despite all of the evidence, no arrests have been made by the police, <laughs> who are in a different jurisdiction than Howard's. Oh, wow. So just failures all around. I mean, even when the little girl does their job for them, lines up all hands, the evidence. Hands it to them on a silver right. platter. Yeah. <laughs> She's got a confession. <laughs> And they don't make an arrest. And they wow. still uh, have the audacity to call it a justice system. Yeah. Now, remember, this is the same place where the police broke into a 92-year-old woman's home and shot her to death. 
over a drug drug raid. Oh wait, where is this? Atlanta, Atlanta. right? Atlanta. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was Atlanta. The yeah. grandmother, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. same place. Wow, didn't hear about that one, but. Oh yeah, she was uh, in her uh, in her bedroom, and uh, she was hard of hearing and uh, hard of vision as well, unable to really see or hear too well. And uh, you know, cops do these drug raids at nighttime, so they're coming in. She's in bed or whatever, and she's scared to death. Pulls out a little revolver from wherever she had it stowed because she's not living in the best neighborhood in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and uh, puts you know proceeds to blast through the door essentially at the uh, the assailants. And of course, the cops fire back. And kill the woman. Was this wow. a case of them um, entering the wrong home, or were, were they looking for like a? a, a I think relative it was a relative, yeah. if I'm remembering correctly, and I may not be. It was. That's it was one pretty of the common too. I mean, like p- putting cops into this situation where they, you know, they're hyped up, they're amped up, you mm-hmm. know, and and I'm sure trigger happy, you know, is a bad idea, especially when they make so many mistakes like this. Mm-hmm. So. An amazing story that uh, that you shared there, Luther. What was the source on that one again? ABC News. ABC News over in Atlanta. Yep. So the little girl uncovered, as you said, obvious evidence that mm-hmm. there was a break-in when the cops said, "Oh, yeah. it must have been they someone didn't even with a key try." Apparently, to investigate you, mean? Yeah, yeah. I would have been very would be very interested to hear what their investigation consisted of, like. Literally, what did they do? Did they sure. come in, ask a couple questions of the homeowner, and file a report? I mean, that's what it sounds like they did. Yeah, but probably. They're forced to pay for this service of police protection and they're not doing a good job it'd be nice if there was some competition you know if they could pay for different be nice but that's illegal measures. isn't it, it if you try to to uh, compete with the police they'll call you a criminal gang mm-hmm. and right. they'll have you arrested under like the rico act or something right or or a vigilante right exactly yeah. So uh, the cops just fail all around, and uh, two thumbs down for them. But, of course, if the, uh, the the folks in the area hear this story, and I would imagine this word is spreading about this. I mean, it's mm-hmm. going to hit the news. People are going to be talking on the streets about how the cops blew it, and that will likely result in other people telling stories about how the cops didn't do anything for them because I'm sure these aren't the only people who've had their house broken into in this neighborhood. It's likely these people are very addicted to something, and that's probably what's motivating their uh, their break-ins. It's what If you talk to cops, they'll tell you, Eighty percent of all burglaries and robberies are are people that are looking for money to buy some kind of uh, illegal drugs because the black market pushes the prices up and results in criminal activity happening. Mm-hmm. So likely people are talking to one another about how this is happening left and right, and the cops aren't doing anything. and And there have been protests in Atlanta, of course, and a lot of cities around the country where people are are very upset about the police. And usually the response on the part of the government people is to say, "Well, we hear your concerns. We're going to start a task." force and we'll investigate the police and we'll we'll create a police uh what do they call them the, the there's like a citizens review board or whatever for the police in some places and i think they created one of those in atlanta now so now we have citizens that are reviewing the police's activities but it doesn't yeah, change it's anything. just another bureaucracy to kind of get in the way of of real change uh, of people taking action it right it, it creates the illusion that there's some extra layer of accountability when in point of fact as you say it is just another layer of bureaucracy on top of the, the monopoly system. And, and as long as it's a monopoly, nothing fundamental is going to change. There's no reason for them to change if it's a monopoly. Right, because they just keep getting funded year after year, regardless of the crap can service they're providing. 855-450-FREE, the toll-free number. Tell your cop stories. Bring up what you want. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want, 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number. Brought to you by SACL CAI. They have a full-orbed full, full approach rather, to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early-out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call and have the best equipment money can buy so your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner right at the top of our banner column over at freetalklive.com. That, again, is SACL C-A-I. You know, since we're talking about the cops, uh, I've got a, a kind of a follow-up story here on a, something we covered thanks to a couple of our listeners who called in about this. And it was probably a year ago, it was about a year ago, actually, when a couple of listeners of Free Talk Live were arrested in California for holding a, a sign uh, on the interstate there. It was November 29th, according to their press release here. Uh, Wheatland residents Benjamin and Russell Bartholomew will finally have their day in court to respond to charges stemming from their tax protest last spring. Excuse me, last, got it wrong. It was earlier this year. Uh, on April 28th, the brothers were arrested by Yuba County Sheriff's deputies and charged with wearing masks. The brothers were wearing Guy Fox masks while standing near a sign that read, Taxes Equal Theft. They had taken the sign and basically, it was a huge sign. It, uh, they'd strapped it to an overpass mm-hmm. and uh, were, I guess, standing there waving it uh, at folks uh, driving by. It didn't take long, if I'm recalling correctly, for the police to show up and then show up in force. So one car arrived and then more arrived uh, thereafter. And, the, of course, the claim is that it's distracting. We can't be having this signage up over the uh, the highway here. Sure, those billboards are fine, but uh, you, your taxes equals theft sign. That's distracting. Right. And you have masks on, and it's not Halloween. And in California, we don't allow that sort of thing. Right. I think the wording they used was uh, concealing. They were trying to conceal their identities. Even though in the video footage that uh, these folks have, and I'll see if I can pull up what they're – I think it's Good Men Do Something, I believe is their YouTube channel or their Facebook. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can link to their video there. But uh, Benjamin and Russell Bartholomew are their names if you want to find it. But they caught all this on video. Uh, and the police were accusing them of concealing their identity, so they lifted their masks and said, we're not concealing anything. We're just wearing these masks for the theatrical effect. Yeah, here we are, you know. Yeah, so we're not concealing anything, but that didn't stop them from, uh, you know, being arrested and charged with a bunch of nonsense. It never does. Here's the latest on the case. Here, this is from their uh, their press release uh, to publicize their case. The masks uh, popularized in the movie V for Vendetta are internationally recognized symbols of protest. The district attorney dropped the mask-wearing charge, but the brothers are still being charged with violating Penal Code Section 602F. That is, illegally posting a sign and Penal Code Section 148A1, obstructing a police officer while attempting to discharge his or her official duties. Which sounds awfully familiar to me because I've been charged with obstructing government administration here in New Hampshire, which was a misdemeanor, and I faced up to a year in jail for doing that. And in this case, the brothers are each facing a possible $2,000 fine and up to two years in jail. Wow, that's amazing. Um, Yeah, the website where you can see the video, or I'm sorry, the YouTube channel is Good Men Do Something, like you said. All run together as one word, youtube.com slash goodmendosomething. 
Right, exactly. And it's like an 11-minute video, but it's really good. It has 5,000 views, so I'm glad they're getting publicity, and I'm glad they have this press release out. Yeah, it's a smart move. I mean, if you want people to show up at your trial, you have to be the one who promotes it. Yep. You've got to be the one to send out information. If you want the press to show up, you've got to ask them to, to come. If you want activists to show up, you've got to spread the word. Uh, and so good on them. There's more here, though, from them. Uh, the brothers... One of them said, uh, Benjamin said, we're being punished for exercising our First Amendment rights to protest government tax policy. They're co-founders of Good Men Do Something and, they mentioned in their press release, members of the Free State Project. The police said it was illegal for us to wear masks and asked to see our faces, and we complied. We weren't arrested until one of the officers argued that taxes are not theft. They didn't really care about the masks. They dropped that charge, but they didn't like our message. Yeah, what if the banner said, uh, you know, I love cops or something? Great question. That that would be an interesting thing just to find out, see how long you could stand on the side of the road with an I love cops uh, sign in yeah. you know, the exact same circumstances. Call the call the cops on yourself, uh, you know, oh, yeah. there are some people out there with a sign. It's very disturbing. It could be dangerous. Good you know, point. They, and they have masks. Yeah, because if no one files a complaint in some places, then the cops won't do anything. But I don't believe that there was a complaint filed in this case. It was too fast. They were swooped down upon uh, too quickly by the police for there to have been anyone who have com- uh, complained. The cops saw it, and they, they responded on their own volition. Sure. The DA offered a plea bargain, of course, but the brothers refused the offer. Russell said the DA also offered to drop the whole case if we would just plead guilty to littering, like admitting that we dropped a paper clip or something. But we didn't litter. They wanted us to plead guilty to something we didn't do. And that just doesn't seem right. Wow. Attorney Paul Nicholas Boylan, who agreed to represent the brothers, said, I'm amazed this is happening at all. Attorney Boylan is also a professor of law and specializes in free speech issues. I can't say I'm amazed. I'm not amazed. I mean, or, or rather, I can't say I'm amazed because this stuff happens all the time. Sure. It's far too common to be surprised by. He says it simply makes no sense. If an American citizen can be punished with a fine and face jail time for expressing their displeasure with official tax policy, then freedom of speech is meaningless and every member of the Tea Party should be in jail. If the district attorney plans on arguing that the California Penal Code prevents this kind of protest, then I'm reasonably confident that any jury standing judgment over my client's actions will agree that any provision of the Penal Code that limits the right to protest tax policy is unconstitutional. The Brothers' trial is scheduled to begin on November 29th, so about two weeks from now at 8.30 in the morning at Yuba County Superior Court. So anybody that lives out in the Yuba County area that, uh, that loves liberty... You probably should go out and support these guys. Yeah, it'd be great. I've talked to them. I know they call into the show uh, every once in a while, and uh, Articulate Guy is really active, and I'm looking forward to them moving to New Hampshire. Me too. Hopefully they won't be delayed by a two-year uh, stint in jail as a result of this. Yeah, need more people like that here. Of course, the California jails and prisons are chock full of peaceful people. Uh, they've been building prisons at a clip that's fairly you know, swift. However, they still can't hold people there they've had to uh turn people loose and if i'm recalling correctly they were turning violent offenders loose as opposed to turning the uh the pot smokers loose isn't it amazing that like about one percent of the u.s population is in a cage which is the highest in the world and yet they're still building more prisons including here in new hampshire they're building one in berlin well it's big money i mean it's big money for that bureaucracy the more prisons they have the bigger their budget becomes yep and the more uh you know the Government administrators want to have more bureaucrats underneath them so they can have more, you know, uh, renown or power and influence. And so they they all have reasons to advocate for more of this. None of them have any incentive to come out and say, 
yeah, we need to stop this war on drugs. We need to clear out these prisons here. We've got way too many folks in here that – okay, I take it back. Not none of them. There, There's one guy, Rick Van Wickler, the, uh, the Cheshire County Jail superintendent who actually is a member of law enforcement against prohibition and actually does go out and speak out against basically part of what his job is. Yeah. Uh, in fact, you actually went to – I believe he was speaking here locally at the, the local college. You went to that, right? Yeah, exactly. There was a, a nice big crowd forum. I would say about 100 people uh, in attendance. Mostly the, college kids? Yeah, for a Students for Sensible Drug Policy meeting. Oh, excellent. And uh, some uh, local um, Liberty activists also showed up and asked some good questions. And uh, yeah, no, but Van Wickler doesn't he, – he wants uh, cannabis to be taxed and regulated. Which is the leap, the law enforcement against prohibition perspective. That's kind right. of what their official line is. And I don't agree with that, but I'd rather have that than have people being put in a jail cell for smoking it. 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number. We'll let you know uh, more as we hear it about what's happening with the Bartholomew Brothers case out in California. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Coming up, the people for the ethical treatment of animals are going up against Mario. Luther's going to tell us more about that. Uh, First, we'll take your calls at 855-450-FREE. And I want to tell you about Pyramid Air. You can go to airgun.freetalklive.com and view the amazing Dragon Claw. It is an incredible 50 caliber air rifle. This thing can bring down a deer. Serious, serious gun. Uh, these guys have been in business since 1993. They have an A-plus rating for, uh, from the Better Business Bureau. They're the world's largest online air gun retailer. So as you imagine, they're selling more than just the Dragon Claw. You can get 10% off or free shipping, whichever is more valuable, with coupon code FTL11. So go now to airgun.freetalklive.com. Check out the Dragon Claw and then look at the rest of their selection and get yourself an air gun or buy one for your, your kid or whatever. Uh, go to airgun.freetalklive.com. That's a really cool air gun, actually. I I want to get one. Have uh, you seen it yet? Mark, um, Mark's I got it. I saw Mark's when he first got it. Okay. And we actually, we discharged it outside just because we knew it was, uh, it, the air was already compressed inside mm-hmm. it. It takes CO2 gas. You know, you don't pump it like you do a BB gun. I was told there is a way to pump it. Is Maybe there true? is, but it's, it, it seems like that would take forever to get the right he compression. He said it did take a long time to pump. Sure, yeah. sure. So we, we discharged it outside and it was as loud as firing a twenty two. Wow. Yeah. I wonder if there's going to be disappointed customers who think they're actually going to buy a dragon claw and then they get like an air rifle in the mail. It's pretty obvious when you go to airgun.freetalklive.com <laughs> that you are getting an air rifle. 888-262-4867 is their number. 888-262-4867. And I mean, this is a serious gun. This is not a gun that a child could even afford. It, it's it's a real serious weapon. So go and check it out. Airgun.freetalklive.com. There's some interesting video footage there of what this thing can do. Let's go to Craig listening in Ithaca, New York to WNYY. Hey, Craig. Yeah, hi. How are you doing? Super. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I was just listening to your uh, story about the guys in California that got arrested for the tax equals theft um, uh, sign. And, and, you know, obviously, well, I don't agree they should have been arrested for how you describe it all uh, at all. But I guess it prompted a question in my mind. 
uh, which is, you know, I think that government should play a role. Uh, the people should be able to get together and, and agree to have uh, taxis levied and collected for common good, right? So in, in a benign way, uh, in a benign form, I think that the idea of commonly funded projects is a good idea. So I, I want there to be taxes levied and collected. Well, what if I... For what things if, that benefit everybody in a benign way. What if I don't think uh, whatever you think is benefiting me is actually benefiting me? What if I don't agree that it's benefiting me? Do you still have the right well, to levy I, taxes on me? Well, I think that um, when, when you have a, an agreement among people that either a, uh, an elected body will determine common good or a majority might determine common good, that even one person can't opt out necessarily to say that I don't want to contribute to the, to the fire department and, you know, let my house burn. Right. And my house is right next to this guy's so, house. And so I want you to put the fire out. So, so you said it was voluntary first, but then you said that you couldn't opt out. No, the people, the people could collect themselves together and say that they want something provided for the common good. But what if, uh, if what one if one person, person, what if one person doesn't want to be collected, uh, you know, with this group? Well, then I think that the, the group needs to determine whether or not the individual preferences or if you want to call it rights of one person can trump whether it's a safety issue or the desires of the of the commons right and where does that end these these desires fire department my example of a fire department is probably a good one where if we have houses right next to each other and your house is on fire maybe even out of negligence of yourself i want your house to be put out well, if right? you want it, I don't it, want the fire to transfer to my house. It, it, okay, well, then have the fire department protect your house. Like if the fire starts coming over, you know, have them stop it. Or if if you think it's that much of a threat, you said you want to put it out, you pay to put it out. Well, why wouldn't the fire? Hold on a second. I think that's it. Seems a little callous <laughs> oh, when you come, come at it from on, that guys. way. And, you got to be better than that. No, I, I can do better than that, Craig. Hang on, that was Luther that was uh, bringing that one up. <laughs> think about the the goodwill <laughs> that of that. Hang on a second, Craig. Think about the goodwill, uh, Luther, that a fire company could uh, could make for itself if it was willing to do like a charity fire put out, essentially. Right, I, to... gonna, I, hey, you know what, guys? I got to drive. I'm going to turn you back up, but you guys keep on talking. All right. Well, Craig, thanks for the call tonight. I, I appreciate hearing from you. And and that's a common a common complaint with the idea of getting away from this government monopoly on services, which is one of the things we advocate on this program. Is that uh, things should be done on a consensual basis. If a hundred percent of the people agree to something. I I got no problem with it. Sure. But if somebody wants to opt out, if somebody disagrees with something that's happening, they should not be forced to uh, to fund something. Now, realistically, you got to look at the way houses tend to work. If you have uh, if you bought a house, chances are you haven't paid cash for it. Most people don't don't operate that way. So chances are you've got a house that has a mortgage. And that mortgage is going to require you to have insurance. And in a world where you don't have a government one-size-fits-all monopoly fire department, then that insurance company is going to want you to have fire coverage because they're not going to want you to not have fire coverage. So just by the virtue of the fact of you having a mortgage, you're automatically going to be required to have fire coverage by the mortgage company. So that's going to solve it for like 97 or 98% of the houses out there. Now, there may be like the, the random chance that some crotchety old man has paid off his house and just doesn't give a flip 
and so he's he's canceled his fire insurance. He doesn't have a mortgage anymore, so there's no. He doesn't even have home insurance. Doesn't care. He's just re- letting it ride. Mm-hmm. And so there there's always that chance that that crotchety old man is going to be living next to you. In which case. It would make sense for the marketplace to come up with some sort of a solution to this. Instead of the callous solution of, well, let's just let that house burn down and screw that, screw that person, uh, maybe the company would come by and put it out anyway, just simply as a community service. Maybe they would do have a charity wing, essentially, like hospitals have charity wings where you can go and you know, get treatment and not have to pay for it because the people that are paying for the hosp- you know, their hospital stays pay a little extra and they donate to the charity wing. So in a similar way, there could be people who are kind of getting coverage by default simply because they have people living next to them uh, that you know, are paying for fire coverage and therefore the fire company or the fire insurance provider wants to put out the fire, A, to protect their client, and B, to just simply you know create goodwill in the community. Walmart didn't have to bring a truck full of uh, ice and water to Hurricane Katrina to help people out, but yeah. they did anyway. Yeah, they got turned around, but they, they did bring it anyway. They were turned around by the government who right. refused to allow the, the truck in. So I think that we need to think a little further beyond the idea of, well, we're just going to let that house burn. What would a community who cares actually do in order to, to help out? actively put it out that's what i would do i don't see why that's not a viable solution if you if your neighbor's house is on fire and you don't want your house to catch on fire do something about it don't call into the radio show and and laugh at me because i suggest that and then hang up 1-855-450-FREE but he brings up this idea about well we as a community I wish he could have stayed because it's always interesting to hear the, this particular viewpoint and really kind of dig into it and, and ask questions about it yeah like what's he willing to do to those that will opt out that was going to be one of that's one of the questions that always should be asked okay fine you've got somebody that doesn't want to play along with your little program your majority has voted to do X but we don't agree with it so what will you do mm-hmm. and that's when you really it really comes down to you know the person may not have ever really considered this before they they may not have ever really thought far enough along in this whole governmental plan of what happens to people who say no well usually in our world today it's you lose your home mm-hmm. you get kicked out into the street possibly spend time in a cage is that something you want to do to your neighbors your community just cuz they disagree with you is that a is that a friendly thing to do, a neighborly thing to do, to threaten your neighbors with violence? Seems like we could be more creative than that to Absolutely. Uh, solve problems together. Well, and you know what? The government is the uh, the haven for the people who are uncreative. You got a bad idea? Take it to the government. Because yep. you can't, if it's a bad idea, you can't get people to come on board with it voluntarily. So you have to foist it upon them. You have to threaten them with some sort of violent consequence if they don't go along with it. And that's the hallmark of a bad idea, that it's that you have to go to the government. More coming up here, 855-450-FREE. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Enough time for you and your thoughts. 
855-450-3733. That's 1-855-450-3733. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. Jason. And Luthor. We invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the site and the features there. Features including news updates. Get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com. Get signed up for email updates, Twitter, Facebook. Follow us in whatever way works best for you over at news.freetalklive.com. Now, if you've ever been the victim of injustice and decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are too expensive, you need to know about Jurisdictionary.com. It's the course for people who don't have attorneys, who can't afford them. I certainly I can't justify spending thousands of dollars on an attorney. It arms you, Jurisdictionary does, with the information on how to use the court's rules. Until you know their rules, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts and costs less than an hour with any good attorney. It's a four-CD course, and it's so easy the average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. Jurisdictionary.com is where you can go and download free tools like their free legal dictionary, free weekly tips and tactics new le- newsletters, their free videos, and you can buy their course at jurisdictionary.com if you use their pull down menu you can let them know you heard about it from free talk live that's jurisdictionary.com as we continue with you and your thoughts chris is listening in california you're on free talk live with ian jason and luther hi ian uh you probably don't remember me i met you about uh two years ago went to a thai place but with uh dale and uh wanted to, to say hi but i wanted to talk about uh, volunteer fire department that we have here out in California. I live in a rural area, and they do an amazing job. I I see them going by every once in a while. We do have a few fires out here, and it's all volunteer. They have a uh, fundraising drive uh, a couple times a year, and uh, they just I've, I've never seen a, a crew that does so well. And while I don't volunteer for them, I do uh, volunteer work for some of the folks just to show my appreciation for them. And uh, I just also wanted to tell a story. Uh, The neighbor's uh, place had a fire next to it uh, when I first moved in here. And I went down there as soon as as, uh, I saw some smoke and started putting it out on our own. And uh, we just do that around here. You know, you, you see somebody who's in trouble, you go out and you take the initiative and you help out. So uh, I just wanted to point out there's other ways besides tax dollars to uh, to fund fire departments. I'm glad you brought that up because if I'm recalling correctly, Mark is uh, Mark is a volunteer fireman in his town, mm-hmm. and in more rural areas, this is the way it's done. They're volunteer fire departments, and you know they they get the job done. They're going to put the fire out. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, it won't spread too far. What? And yeah, why couldn't we have one in our neighborhood? You know, just because we're not rural. There's no reason why you couldn't, but there's also no reason why it couldn't be organized in other ways where there could be some sort of profit-making company that uh, that does it as well. I mean, it wouldn't cost a whole lot of money to uh, to operate a fire department if you think about it. They're not getting a lot of calls to go to fires in most places. Right. So for the most part, it's it's going to be a money-making institution, and every now and then you'll have to make good on, on a fire that actually does consume a home or something like that. Uh, but volunteer fire departments, isn't it something like 80-plus percent, 85 percent of all fire departments are volunteer? Uh, I've heard high numbers like that. I'm not sure exactly, though. But I, I believe they get a lot of uh, their money for equipment from the government. But like the, that is the, true. the labor is volunteer. 
That's true. But that's not to say that they couldn't otherwise fund it, right? Oh, like, no, no. There's not at all. obviously a lot of support for the idea of putting out fires. Yeah, I, mean, I think that was a bad idea earlier to say, you know, like, oh, well, what if there's a fire? Because, like, it, that's not easy to defend, you know, uh, not wanting a fire department, I guess. So the caller earlier kind of put us on a spot there by using that example, I feel. Well, it's fine. I mean, we don't mind being put on the spot. Not that's at why all. It's an open I'm, phone d- I'm show. just saying. You know, like that's that's not the best example to use, really. But it is an example that people are going to go to because it uh, it elicits emotion, uh, and and somebody who's advocating for taxes, which that caller was doing, wants to get you emotional over the idea of getting rid of taxes. My God, if you get rid of taxes, people's homes will burn down, and no one will do anything about it. Uh, and I mean, that's what they want you to believe. But it's so it is laughable, it's preposterous on its face, simply because. Everyone wants fire protection. What person wouldn't want their home protected from fire? Like I said, only the crazy crotchety old man out in the middle of the woods who doesn't give a damn. I don't even own the home I live in, and I don't want it to burn down. Yeah, exactly. It's just awfully inconvenient. Chris, anything else you want to share? No, nope, that's it. Thanks, Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. So here, a hint for you, if you're one of those people who you're still stuck in this paradigm of well, we have to have taxes, what if people opt out? What will we do? You just look at the service that the taxes are providing and ask yourself, would someone want this service in the absence of taxes? Would this be in demand? This thing that I think is important, do others think it's important too? Well, yeah, they know other people think it's important. That's why they're using it as an example. They're bringing up fire coverage because they know inherently other people are afraid of the idea of their home burning down because they value the idea of fire protection. And so they're bringing that up as something we need to have government for. But in fact, the, the fact that so many people can empathize with, with that position is an argument against why we need a monopoly provider on fire protection in that the marketplace provides what people want. If somebody wants a gizmo to send messages to one another, they get it from the marketplace. If somebody wants fire protection, they're going to get it from the marketplace. If someone wants something to take them from one point to another, whether it be a car, a train, a plane, or whatever, they're going to get it from the marketplace. The people in search of profit, the people that are interested in providing services and products to other human beings – that's what they do. They they try to figure out what people want and then provide it. And sometimes they're not right. Sometimes they make mistakes and they, they figure somebody's going to want this, but they're wrong about that. Like, oh, I think people are going to want ice cream and, you know, something that didn't work out in the past. And, you know, then they go out of business. But everyone's always wanted fire protection. Who has not ever? I mean, what homeowner hasn't <laughs> wanted fire protection? Right. Who, who out there wants to lose all their possessions and possibly injure themselves or their family? Right. Yeah. In Grafton, there's a, um, a free stater who moved up there several years ago, and uh, he volunteered for the fire department. Uh, a lot of free staters up there have, actually. And he uh, invested in these, I don't know what you call them, but you essentially throw them into a burning uh, building or room, and then uh, it just releases all this foam and um, pretty much will put the fire out Incredible. just like that. So there is technology that exists that a one person can, if it's a, if it's a small enough fire, can handle it. Amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah. In fact, I remember reading a story out in California when they were having some wildfires out there that there is actually private fire protection available, but it's only available for very, very expensive homes because right now, well, 
everybody looks to the government for the, the service, but people that can afford the extra service are willing to hire the private protection companies because they do the job right. I mean, these right. guys came out and they sprayed a protective layer of foam around the edge of the property to, nice. to even prevent the fire from, from even spreading. coming there in the first place. And they're wow. monitoring actively what what's happening of, with their customers' homes. I mean, that's real service. Wow. And if they could compete openly with more companies, that would drive the price down. Everybody exactly. could afford it. Uh, my one experience with the fire department, my uncle had a fire in his backyard down in Florida, and he, he had already put it out, but he called the fire department anyway. He was a responsible citizen, figured he was doing the responsible thing. They, they came out him, right? and billed him yep. because they had to bring the hook and ladder just because it was their regulation, even though it wasn't necessary. Yep. They had to bring out, you know, other trucks, you know, that weren't necessary just because it was their uh, their process of doing things. Right. And he had you to pay for us it. Just yeah. for making a phone call. Yeah. Even though he put out the fire. Did he pay the bill? I'm sure he did. It's sick. Yeah. So it's not enough that you pay the taxes every year. It's not enough that I pay six grand in taxes every single year on my $200,000 home. That's not good enough. We're going to bill you if we come out. Right. So what the hell am I paying for anyway? I just It's just crazy. That stuff happens everywhere. Whether it's fire department or the ambulance or whatever, they, they send bills out to people. And, of course, they have no check. They have no competition in most places, although here in Keene, New Hampshire, there actually is a private ambulance service. Hmm. Uh, and so they have really, – in most places have no semblance of competition. And so, therefore, they can get away with with not only charging you in taxes, but also billing you after the fact and billing you whatever arbitrary amount they want to bill you. There's no, There's been no agreement. I didn't sign an agreement saying I'm willing to be charged this on, on a call. And it would make so much more sense to have an insurance coverage. That way you're paying in advance. You know exactly what you're getting. You know exactly what they're going to do when they come out. You, you know what services you're, you're contracting for. And mm-hmm. there could maybe be some different level of service that's available to folks. And it wouldn't have to cost a lot. And you're right. The, the cost can come down if we just were to allow competition. Soren, you're on Free Talk Live listening in Ithaca to WNYY. Um, maybe somebody out there can uh, help remember this, but there was a story that appeared, I believe, in national media earlier this year, where some rural community, in fact, collected a certain fee in order for the fire department to serve the property. And there was a, a man who did not pay the fee. And the story was the fire department actually arrived at the property. Yeah, we're kind of losing your call. You don't have the best phone, but I do recall what story you were talking about. And oh, I wish I could remember all the details right now because there was some aspect of it that had to do with the government. It wasn't a volunteer department. Uh, it was basically the government saying, yeah, we're just not going to put this out because you know you haven't paid uh, the fee. And so it was really callous on their part. But they were government employees, as I recall. We're coming up tomorrow. See you then. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com.